Comic Timing is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 164 of Comic Timing, a comics podcast devoted to the average comic book fan from the average comic book fan. Join in as Brent Casino, rotating panel with guests and myself, Ian Levison, discuss whatever comes to mind, time after time, here on Comic Timing. We're all full of holiday cheer. You're all full of holiday cheer. Now let's give you a list. Yeah, we're giving you a list. You're going to listen to it, and we're going to check it twice, and we're going to find out if other websites suck. Here now, Comic Timing. Hey there, folks. My name's Ian Levenstein, and welcome to episode 164 of Comic Timing for the New Year Hits 2015 first episode, the 2014 countdown, uh, which should be about the first week of January, thereabouts. Uh, stay tuned for further information on that. But the co-host, Brent Casino, joins us with a bowl of holiday jelly. What's going on, Brent? I'm shaking my holiday jelly. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for that holiday jelly. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much. Not good, much. good. And uh, returning to the show, a, a festive man. Uh, he celebrates Festivus for the rest of us. It's Mr. Rick Gordon of the Pop Gulp. Hello, Booby. <laughs> how's how's it going, dear? It's going great. I I miss being on the show, so I had to come back when the uh, Olive Branch was offered. Well, good, good. Uh, and Olive Branch has has definitely been offered here. As uh, for those of you who follow us on Facebook, you'll know that uh, that there was a a post to the Facebook group about eh, about uh, two weeks back, where uh, Brent posted this good old listicle uh, of. Uh, uh, the top 25 comic book movies since Blade, and it was a Vulture article, and Brent and I looked at it, and our both of our uh, our sets of eyes popped out of our head at how kind of redonkulous their list was, uh, in in our personal opinions. So we we figured we could do it better. So that's that's what we're going to do here on today's episode. We'll go through our personal top 25s. Uh, Brandon Christopher wanted to join us, but he has to work uh, late, so I actually have his full list of top 25 here as well uh, that we'll be reading off. Plus, we'll go back to the Vulture articles so we can laugh hysterically at them. After, I let you guys know that we are, as always, sponsored by DCBS. This one comes up a service at DCBService.com, where this holiday season and throughout the year, they give us some of the best deals on comic books around. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcore covers and trades plus great deals on marvel dc image and dark horse usually in the range of 50 percent or more plus a whole bunch of deals on stuff like independent comics for cheaper than you can find them elsewhere go ahead and go to dcbservice.com to check out whatever discounts they have at the moment it's near the end of the month so i'm not going to give you specific deals but uh, every single month they have new ones, plus they have a whole bunch of bundles that'll make you happy as well, and their Comixology storefront to save further on your everyday order. DCBS is going to combo service, dcbservice.com, and thank them for their sponsorship. All right, so here we go. We're going to start things at the bottom and work our way to the top, because we started from the bottom, and now we're here. Our number 25 pick... We'll go Vulture first, just so we can laugh hysterically. Uh, Brent, what, what, what did they pick as their 25th? 25 best superhero movies since Blade. This was, uh, I forget, I don't have, there's no date on this one particular one. They're number 25. They're lowest of the low on their list. Yeah. Iron Man, 2008. Okay. I'll I'll read the first sentence. Uh, Let's get something out of the way. Iron Man is horrendously overrated. 
The plot is meandering. The central conflict is dull. The hero's journey is contradictory. So he makes a dangerous weapon to even kill people? Huh. Okay, well, I will say that uh, their list is very much different than mine. Let's let's just put it at that. I'm not, I'm not going to say where Iron Man falls, but it sure as hell is higher oh, than I number mean, 25. Th- uh, this list is so messed up, it's not even worth commenting that much on just number 25. <laughs> so... All right. Well, my my number twenty five. I'll start us off, and then I'll, I'll I'll pass it over to you guys. My number twenty five was actually the Watchmen director's cut. Uh, just just because uh, it the director's cut improves on the movie enough to barely put it in my in my top twenty five. Um, the original cut that would be like thirty at best for me. But uh, it, it actually it's it's funny adding more to a movie that slogged for me actually made it more appealing because it, it improved the pacing a little bit there and and the acting is 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 well done in the movie uh, even if that sex scene was ridiculous so I, I i put watchman as my number 25 rick wow uh what year did mystery men come out mystery men is in the allotted time period that's my 25th all right uh give a few words real quick uh why why it worked for you it didn't seem to translate as well as I had hoped. Mm. I mean, that seems to be a common complaint with most, you know, superhero to big screen movies. Right. Uh, I, I was expecting a lot more. It's it's just one of those projects that should have should have never happened. Like I, I would never hope to see, you know, Flaming Carrot or Reed Fleming on the big screen <laughs> because they don't belong there. Right. Just like, well, you know what? I'm gonna t- well. Yeah, yeah, I am gonna tie it. I'm gonna tie it with turtles. Yeah, the, which one? The, the new one? Any of them? Any of them? <laughs> Any of them? <laughs> See, T- TMNT, uh, I, I, I had forgotten about until you even mentioned turtles because that would. It, I'm not gonna adjust my list, but that is pretty high up there for me. The the animated uh, uh, turtles movie that uh, that came out, the 3D one. That one that one worked a lot better for me than a bunch of the others. But all right, that 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 makes sense to me. Uh, well, here's my thing with Turtles. I, I was working in a comic shop when Eastman and Laird were going literally door-to-door selling this crap. Mm-hmm. And I and I know that's going to offend a lot of people, but <laughs> I, I took one look at it, and this is, you know, during the height of the black and white boom, and it, it just really irritated me that it was just a direct Frank Miller ripoff, and they were very unapologetic about it, and right. it made a gazillion dollars. Yeah, you're right, and you're not the first person to say that. About, especially about their really early work, so I can understand where you're coming from there. Brent, what's what's your uh, bottom of the list? The Incredible Hulk. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. Uh, I don't have the original Hulk on here, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, it's just I like this movie, and my top 25, like I said earlier, I wasn't really focusing on like the order necessarily, so... Um, okay. But it's it is a movie that I do want to mention because I like Edward Norton's performance in it so much. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, no, he he was a really good uh, Bruce Banner. I mean, I, I was sad to see him go for the Avengers, but uh, I was happy to see that uh, we we still wound up with a good Bruce Banner in the end. It's just a different type of Bruce Banner. Yes, yeah. agreed. All right, uh, moving to number twenty four. Let's let's hear the Vulture real quick. Watchmen, original cut. All right. So they're along the same same vein as me here, putting that as low as they do. But I, again, I cannot put the 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 uh, original cut on there just because no bad bad oh and for oh, that matter I liked it. 
go, eh, eh, I don't know. It, 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 I mean, you, people can go back into our archive and, and hear us talk about uh, Watchmen when it, when it came yeah, out. Yeah, I think we reviewed it, didn't we? We did, yes. Uh, a lot, I, not too long after it came out, actually. And, and it, it was along those same lines, man. And, like, again, it, it had pacing issues. That was, that was my main problem with it. By the way, Brandon gave Dylan Dog his number 25. Uh, um, I have not seen that one. Neither have I. Uh, so that that I'll, I'll ask him for further explanation somewhere down the road. But uh, yes, Dylan Dog is there. His number twenty four is Ghost World. Um, hmm. Didn't see that one either. Yeah, me neither. Uh, and plus, both of those are sort of well, Dylan Dog a little less so, but Ghost World is a little questionable on the superhero front. That might just be a comic adaptation for mm-hmm. me. Uh, which I'll mention in my honorable mentions later on, by the way, that I have a few that I would put as great movies, but they're not necessarily comic, uh, uh, sorry, superhero movies. And uh, we'll get a little further into that as, as we go on. My number 24 is Hellboy, The Golden Army. Because, yeah, it, it, for me, it's actually better than the first Hellboy. Um, they got they got a lot of things right here. Uh, and uh, it's it was a genuinely fun movie. Like I, I, I was glad to see an adaptation of Hellboy that was not necessarily an, ad, an adaptation from the comics, but just an original story, and uh, they pulled it off well. And plus, I, I love the cast, and I still do to this day. Like that, that, that is Hellboy come to life for me right there. Ron Perlman did a damn good job as Hellboy, and oh, yeah. and, and I, I'd love to see him do more someday, but I doubt that's actually going to happen. So, Hellboy Golden Army. I don't, Army. I don't disagree with you on uh, Ron Perlman, but. For me, the you know, and I'll, we'll talk about it more later. But mm-hmm. Hellboy one is w- better than Hellboy two right. for me. That's fine. That's fine. Then again, I simply saw- because I guess it's an original Guillermo del Toro story, right? Rather than a Mike Mignola story. So you can, having watched Guillermo's other movies at mm-hmm. that point, and even now, yeah, you can definitely tell that like uh, this is not a. Uh, Magnolia story, and that's the problem. I, the main problem I have with it. Okay, that's fine. Uh, m- mind you, uh, I saw Hellboy: The Golden Army before I saw Hellboy, so maybe that oh. might be why they, they oh. skew that way. It's very possible. Uh, Brent, what's your twenty-four? Uh, Iron Man two. Okay. Simply because uh, I looked, I was looking at my list as we we're doing the intros, and I had uh, Iron Man, Iron Man three, and I had Iron Man down at number twenty-four, and I was like. Why do I have Iron Man twice in two different spots? <laughs> so, changed it to two. There you go. Well, it's all right. I, I mean, liked I... it. I don't think it's as terrible as other people think or have said. Um, it's certainly not the strongest of any Marvel film, Yeah, but it's better than some others as well. D- didn't make my top 25, but Iron Man 2 is literally the second version of the first Iron Man, so that, that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> Rick, uh, what, what do you put as your 24? Um, I'm a little torn. I think uh, I went with the losers. Mm. Uh, okay. Technically not superheroes, but yeah, it works well enough. Her- heroic enough, right. and I I really dig ensemble pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, the-, the direction was a little clunky for me. Casting was questionable in some spots, but mm-hmm. all in all, uh, I it was a movie. It was a fun movie. Okay. That movie didn't work very well for me, like at all. Pacing wise and otherwise, I felt really bored while watching that one. 
so that didn't that didn't make it on my list because I totally forgot about it <laughs> until you said it. <laughs> the, the only thing I've ever seen of the losers is this is the trailer, so I, I I can't really comment on it. It's a really good trailer. I'll give I'll give it that. Yeah, the trailer was great, and then I watched the movie, and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> my personal opinion: we can move on. We're supposed to be going quickly here. Oh yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Uh, plus, uh, I'll also add that uh, real quick before before we go further on the list. What is our own personal, and, and this is actually kind of important for the list itself, like what is our definition of superhero? Because for me, it doesn't have to necessarily be somebody who has powers. I think there needs to be sort of either a, a hero or a vigilante uh, that protects either whether it be society or whether it be, you know, loved one or something along those lines, and and there's a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works for me. Okay. Mm. All right. That works. I, I pretty much stuck with uh, movies that I owned. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like, you know, I like Hancock. I'm one of the very few people that likes my super ex-girlfriend. Mm. I thought it was very funny. Um, I've a lot of people don't of like that movie yeah. at all. Yeah. I've seen many negative things written about it. But, you know, so I, I could have named those, but I, I stuck with the movies that I owned because I figured those were the ones that I liked enough to own. Mm. All right, that's that's fine. That's actually a pretty good definition for me because that means that you like a lot of superhero movies. <laughs> yes, I own at least I own more than twenty five. I can tell you that. So so do I. So do I. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Brandon's here first uh, just to change things up. His number twenty three is actually one of my honor roll mentions. It almost made my list, but I just had to barely uh, leave it off. Is Dread, which was a oh ex- forgot that yeah, which is an excellent movie. It really is. I mean, yeah. if if not for the fact that. Judge Dredd came out at all. I <laughs> I feel like Dredd would have done so much better at the box office, and we probably already have a sequel. You know, I never saw the original Dredd, but I've seen Demolition Man, which looks very much like the same movie. Yeah. Considering, I think, Rob Schneider's in both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the law. Or is Sandra Bullock, I think, is both in both of them, right? Uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think so. I think you might so, be right there. I think it's Sandra Bullock. And uh, I feel like those could be the very same movies. So I'm never going to watch Judge Dredd. Right. But I do remember Dredd, but I don't own it, so it didn't make my list. You betrayed you the really law. You really should, though. You really should watch it so yeah. you can put things into perspective. You know, it's God. it's my buddy's Jim's very favorite movie, and he doesn't own uh. it. He sees very few movies. I guess that's why it's his favorite. Oh but we saw it on a work trip in theaters together, okay. and I liked it. I thought the pacing was a little slow, honestly. Yeah, uh, well, and Carl Carl Urban though they did a did a damn good job there. Mm-hmm. It did. I, I, if they do end up doing something else with mm-hmm. him as Dread, I would like to see a little bit more varied environments because what probably didn't work for me the most was them just going floor to floor to floor. Mm-hmm. Like I saw the last Hobbit movie yesterday, and yeah. it was not as good as the first or the second one because Hell it was yeah. a one two hour and a half hour battle. And that's what Dread was. And I need a little bit more to break it up. Plus, the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie could have been the last 15 minutes of the last movie. Oh, yeah. And even, you know, they could have, they should have done two movies because the battle didn't need to be two hours long, mm-hmm. honestly. But it really should have been, uh, the name of the, of the third movie really should have been The Hobbit Battle of the Filler. <laughs> the battle really, yeah, the battle, it, honestly, it really did feel like filler because, uh, you know, they could have, they could have. You know, made the first movie a little bit longer, fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. The second movie a little bit longer, cut some things out, and not and have put the battle movie. in there, and had two really great extended editions. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. No need for a third movie, man. 
Like stretching that shit out was just that that was I mean, that was a pure example of people driving money up to Peter Peter Jackson's house. The battle at the end of Return of the King in scope was way bigger mm-hmm. in terms of the size of the armies. Yeah. You know, and you remember all the different things that happened there. We're getting way off track. But <laughs> it's fine. Just the fact the five armies when they finally got together at the end of this film mm-hmm. was less than half of the fighting force fighting on Return of the King. Right. And that was a way better battle scene than this you know, slog. Well, and it's it's funny that you say we went off track. This is comic timing. That's what we fucking do. <laughs> and we're, we're still talking about movies. Yeah. Uh, Bilbo could be billed as a superhero because he fights a dragon. You know, yeah. and maybe yeah. he's in a cross-gen universe that's or something. That's a fantasy movie. That's not a superhero movie. Oh, but, shut the hell All right, up. fine, fine, fine. I haven't fine. seen any of them, so. Well, it, they, they have made comic books of The Hobbit, so... Technically, if there's a comic book adaptation, doesn't that make it a comic book movie? Eh. Well, I will nah. say no. But I know we're no. talking about superhero yeah, movies. Exactly. <laughs> I will say this though, Rick. Uh, one thing the Hobbit movies did do right is it actually really sold me, specifically on high frame rate 3D, not 3D because I hate 3D movies. But high frame mm-hmm. rate 3D, when done well, is actually kind of great. Like I, I, I've seen all of them in high frame rate 3D, and I like the high frame rate. I mm-hmm. feel it makes the 3D a lot crisper. Yeah, I but I, that. I will, especially this last movie, I was noticing, and I guess each time I read about them before I go see them, mm-hmm. just a review. Yeah, you know they're always talking about how you can see the makeup a little bit easier, and yeah. I do agree. You can't see the makeup easier right. in high frame rate. It's it's, it's hyper HD essentially. It, you know you're seeing right. it. It's it, like 4K. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. All that means is that the makeup effects haven't caught up to where technology is yet. Yeah, but the, so. but you know what the same could be said when they switched from 480 to 1080. You know the exact same thing happened when when we switched yeah. to, to straight up HD. Uh, specifically, there's a reason why most soap, soap operas are canceled now. It's because the amount of makeup that they put on those people to try and make them look pretty <laughs> was a hell of a lot more noticeable <laughs> in HD than it was in SD. Wow, I'll, yeah. I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, let's let's move on to our twenty third. Uh, and uh, since we already read Brandon's, uh, what was the article's twenty third? Uh, I have major issues with this one. The Dark Knight Rises. Whoa, that is wow. low. <laughs> that is really low. Did they, did they like? What's their? You know, read me like the first few words of of what they have to say. Okay, there's a lot about the final chapter of Chris Nolan's Batman trilogy that doesn't quite work. Bane and Catwoman have a barely intelligible motivations. Batman, spoiler alert, ends the movie by flat out retiring for no good reason. Plus, politics are so cartoonishly reactionary that Karl Rove might say they're a bit much. The oh, list goes God. on. But boy, oh boy, is it pretty. Yeah. All right. Okay. Whatever you say, sir. If I could pat you on the head, I would, but I can't because you don't exist to me other than outside of this article. Uh, (laughs) Rick, uh, give me your 23. I got a toss-up between Scott Pilgrim and Kick-Ass. Since you're bringing up Scott Pilgrim... Scott uh, Pilgrim, I own that, and I totally forgot about it. uh, Yes. However, I'm going to ask a very important question here because it's it's on other lists. That's why I'm asking it specifically. Is Scott Pilgrim versus the World a comic book adaptation or is it a superhero movie? Mm. It's it's a it's it's a very important question because it really depends on whether or not you think that the movie itself is actually happening or whether this is just from Scott's perspective because that's one of the things that Brian Lee O'Malley has even been debating himself for years, like whether or not this is an actual battle 
between evil exes with fighting and, you know, giant mechs and all this shit, or whether that's all just from Scott's imagination and he's just, you know, having to get through this shit to get with Ramona. I don't think it really matters. It's all about motivation. Okay. I mean, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. To me, it's a comic book movie, so maybe that's why I didn't remember it. Gotcha. So comic book movie, not superhero movie? To me, sure. Okay. I think it's both. I think it's both. All right. Well, that's that, that's fine because, I mean, again, it, the, the definition of, su- of superhero is very loose. You know, it, there are movies that could fall into that and they're not. It's on my honorable mention list for that specific reason. There are some other movies that could be classified as superhero movies but are sort of gray area that I also have on that list. Brandon has Scott Pilgrim somewhere on his list. I'm not going to give that away yet. Uh, Brent, uh, what's your 23? 30 Days of Night. Ooh. And I guess, shit, this falls into that really? other question, too. Uh-huh. Comic movie or superhero movie. Right. Okay. It's vampires, so I was I was like, okay, superhero. Because Batman could fight vampires. Right, right. And this is a sheriff fighting supernatural elements. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Again, it's, but, it's gray area, yeah, so, but it can know, work. It's at the bottom of the list, so you really... My, I tell you, my top ten, you don't have this question with. <laughs> Well, my my number twenty three is Kick Ass. It's okay. It, I I almost left it off the list in favor of something else, but I chose to put it there because Kick Ass, when it came out, I feel like it was right on the cusp of a change in superhero movies. Uh, it made things a lot more real. It made things a lot more grounded, and Kick Ass pulled that off incredibly well. Uh, it, it put Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz in entirely on an entirely new echelon for me. Like she could totally be an action star uh, at some point in her life, and uh, I think they they pulled off the uh, the adaptation incredibly well too. You know, it, it, like they they made some changes for screen, sure, but I love the the Kick Ass comic, and it essentially was the Kick Ass comic on the screen. So that that's why I put it there as my number twenty three. Mm-hmm. Twenty two. I'm just gonna read mine off right away. Because I guarantee you this is not on either of your other lists. And if it is, that would surprise me. But I put it there for a reason because I actually really enjoyed it. The Green Hornet. Yeah, I have oh, that. Oh, have not seen it. Oh, yeah, you, you have that, Rick? Nice. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good. The The Green Hornet, what it, does, what it did right is it made, it made the story of Cato and the Green Hornet, like, ridiculous in the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like it, did, it knew not to take itself seriously. Like they're both bumbling idiots, right? It's not just Cato saving the Green Hornet from being stupid. They're both stupid in their own ways, and uh, it, the 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 overall story of the of the movie also worked really well for me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's why it's there. And plus, the action scenes are are incredibly well done too. Uh, it's. I, I went into that movie thinking it was going to be ridiculous and I was going to hate it and I actually wound up actually really loving it. And I wish Seth Rogen would keep himself in that shape that he was in for Green Hornet <laughs> because he when he, he, he when he diets, he could, he could actually be a pretty decent looking guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, instead, his diet is usually marijuana. <laughs> From Jew to Jew, stay in shape. Yeah, exactly. Please. But, oh, there's uh, a t-shirt. <laughs> from, from Jew to Jew, stay in shape. Oh, God. That and, uh, and oh yeah, and Christoph Waltz was a pretty uh, uh, well-done uh, villain in that movie as well. Mm-hmm. Is he going to play anything other than a villain ever in his career ever again? And I kind of wonder. 
Uh, he, he's probably going to play a hero at some point. Well, I mean, he was the Bond villain in the next movie. He was technically the hero in Django. Yeah, but it wasn't on focused on him. He was. It was Jan- <laughs> the movie's called Django Unchained, not weird German men freeing black people. Unchained. Yeah, but I think he's more interesting as a villain. Yeah, he has that going so for him. He 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 has a certain look to him and a certain. It's not even just a German thing. Like he 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 pulls off villainy really really well. So that's you know that's one of the qualities that you that you happen to have sometimes. So we've all have we all done on twenty uh, twenty three at this point? Uh, Rick, you haven't done it, right? Oh, Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. People hate that movie. I love that movie. Um, yeah. One of the reasons the one, I'm right? a huge yeah yeah huge uh, Idris Elba fan, and the fact that he's in so many comic book movies is just but people don't realize it. I, I really dig that. You know, I have a I have a friend of mine who is just about as big a Ildris Elba fan as you are, Rick. And he said, not even Ildris Elba could save that pile of shit. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, with a lot of these movies, I go in with no expectations mm-hmm. other than I'm just going to kill two hours and we'll see what happens. Um, uh, it didn't offend me as much as Catwoman did, mm-hmm. but I, I knew I. It is what it is. So. All right. Okay. I, w- I was kind of interested in that movie when they said that the guys from Crank were doing it, and I was reading about how they were like shooting it on rollerblades or mm-hmm. something like that, being towed from motorcycles. I was like, that's badass. And then I saw the movie, and I was like, not really. Yeah. <laughs> and then I remembered how bad Crank was. But Crank was fun in like a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. Mm-hmm. But see, being that this was the second Ghost Rider – it really shouldn't have been tongue in cheek or, right. or something. I don't know. They were trying, well, they, and they went into it specifically saying it was going to be more serious, and they they really didn't do that. Yeah. Well, you know what? The, the other thing about it is, I think it's an important movie. Um, also, Ooh. the, the uh, Hulk series because it shows that some people are not afraid to reboot a franchise if if it's not working. If it doesn't work, just destroy it start all over again eventually at some point you're gonna you're gonna hit gold their, so. but their biggest mistake was keeping the same actor because well. <laughs> well, and, yeah. and, and that's not even a knock against Nick Cage it's just it's harder to do a quote unquote reboot when you still have the same lead actor in the role because people can't look past that right oh well so it goes uh, Brandon's number 22 is actually a direct to video uh, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox hmm yeah, I got some of those on my list. Good. Yeah, oh, I, I was thinking about doing I that stayed, myself. I stayed away from animation completely. I did not stay away from animation. I stayed away from DC's directed videos because I like them. But I and some of them I even love. It's just I they didn't make my top twenty five. So that's that's just the way that goes. Some of them are honorable mentions though. Uh, Brent, what's your twenty two? My twenty two, uh, Captain America: The First Avenger. All right. Um, just. What, this is one of those movies that I liked, but I'm not in love with it. Mm-hmm. Um, before Cap Winter Soldier was coming out, I was like, let's watch it again, Amanda. And she's a big Chris Evans guy, and we never got around to it. <laughs> and then when we got Captain America Winter Soldier on Blu-ray, I was like, let's have a – you know, my wife's a Chris Evans shirtless guy or sh- shirtless guy <laughs> fan. Yeah. I guess that's why she watches those movies. Right. And uh, she was, I was, I was like, we can like have a double dip of Chris Evans in tight fitting t-shirts and, <laughs> you know, taking his top off. 
She's like, yeah, we never did it. Uh, simply because that movie is just, you know, and I want to watch it again because I really like Hugo Weaving as Red Skull, but it's, I don't know, there's something about it that's just like, you know, and you're like, oh, let's watch this. I'm not like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, eh, maybe. Oh, boy. You know, now that the second one's out, I'd rather go watch that. Right. But by the way, I just actually noticed that Corey Whittle on our Facebook page posted his twenty top twenty five. Uh, so real Where quick, at the end, yeah, real real quick. T- well, no, I'm just gonna catch us up, and we'll, we can uh, okay. then just read him off as we go by. Turtles Forever was his uh, was his number twenty five, uh, which I actually totally agree with that. Out of all the Turtles movies that have come out, that is the one that was the best because now, as I described it, was Crisis that a movie it, or was that like a multiple episode arc of the series? No, that was actually a a TV movie. Really? That, that yeah, that was a that was Crisis on Infinite Turtles. Okay, essentially that was. I think I saw like clips of it. I never saw the whole thing. It was an hour and a half long, and it really it essentially closed out that particular uh, animated series. But it also you know tied them all together in in one way or the other in, in alternate realities. So it, it it is worth catching if if you get a chance. I think it's all on YouTube actually. Um, but the, it'd super- be really cool if Spider-Man did that, except that we have Ultimate Spider-Man now, and I don't want to watch that again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies uh, is number 24. Okay, so, I like that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Watchmen was his number 23, and his number 22 is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. So, so some, some movies that were on our list up until this point are there as well. What was Vulture's 22? Uh, Spider-Man. One. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. I'm it, getting angry. You know, I, I Spider Man is a highly regarded film in most circles. Right. Tobey Maguire was a supremely, and in this person's opinion, delightfully odd choice to play Spider Man. He's not particularly funny for one thing, and his mannerisms and line readings give off the vibe of an alien wearing a human suit. But his performance, <laughs> like the rest of Sam Raimi's Spider debut, is as charming as it is awkward. Huh. Now. Let me let me say, and then he takes aim at Kirsten Dunst for being Kirsten Dunst, right? And Macy Gray for being in the movie. Great. So he essentially just took the cheap route on everything. That's terrific. Um, now, now the original Spider-Man is not on my list. It's not on my twenty-five. Uh, there is a Spider-Man movie on my list, and we'll get to it when we get to it. But one of the reasons that I left it off, and it is. It is the case with a lot of the movies that I left off is that because it's an origin movie, I don't feel it's anywhere near as strong as as it could have been because origin movies sort of tend to feel that way to me uh, a lot of the time. Uh, but I, I don't quite agree with anything else that was said there, though, except for the fact that I, I, I prefer uh, the new Spider-Man uh, person playing Spider-Man. To, to, to Tobey Maguire. I do too. Yeah. But we're not going to get that anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anymore. Yeah. Please. Yeah. That's over and done with. Uh, I mean, there, I actually didn't include Amazing Spider-Man or Amazing Spider-Man 2 on my list or in my honorable mentions, but it, it again, it's, it's the fact that the Peter Parker and the Gwen Stacy in Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, I prefer to... Uh, Tobey Maguire and uh, Kirsten Dunst's Peter Parker and Mary Jane, but I feel are you, that are you trying to hurt me? Is is that what this is all about? You're just trying to hurt my feelings, <laughs> Rick. Because you, because I'm hurt, Ian. I'm hurt, Rick. Okay, you, mission accomplished. You knew this already. Okay? No, no, no. It's, it's just it's the fact that the romance was done better. Yeah, 
10 years later when they have lessons learned. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not a very, like, high bar to, to jump over. And a, and Andrew Gar, Andrew Garfield is a, is a smarmy, joking Peter Parker. Tobey Maguire is a geek in the corner. That's that's my that's my major difference there. That's but to me, I think Tobey Maguire. In my personal, I like the new Amazing Spider-Man movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like two that much. I think it's fine, but it's not on my top twenty-five. Yeah. Neither is the original Spider-Man, but. To me, if you go back and read like the Stanley Ditko stuff, mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire is a better Peter Parker at that time, and which is mm-hmm. what they're telling, than Tobe, than uh, what's his face is. Right, but I'm they a modernized Peter Parker. Spider Man. Yeah. Ultimate. Peter yes. Parker, I think. Right, and, and and I prefer Ultimate Spider Man to to Stanley's Spider Man. Uh, sorry, Rick. Please don't kill me. I'm not gonna. I, but wait till I, I like get to my charm. top ten. You thought, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's. You kids get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, so there I was with Koi Beach Wife. Uh, let's let's move it on to number twenty-one. Uh, let's just go Vulture first to, to get it up, to get the pain out of our mouth. Okay, Hancock. Then Ooh. that's painful. Uh, <laughs> I watched Hancock uh, on a bootleg on a mega bus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of my latest indie album. Bootleg like on a Megabus? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> it was funny, too. It was the first time I ever rode a Megabus, and it was to Boston, and they, and they wound up putting a bootleg to Hancock on because it was like a week after it came out. And that's how I watched Hancock, and I never really had a reason to see it in theaters or see it on DVD after that because it was just, eh. That, mm. when, with all the rewrites that movie went through? Like, if you ever want, like, there's a few articles that have been written about it over the years. If you want to actually go and find out, like, what that movie was supposed to be, like, research it on the internet, and you'll you'll find a very very different movie that sounds a hell of a lot better than what came out. Brent, let's get let's get your twenty one. Watchmen, original or directors? I don't own the directors, so or now when you say directors cut, are you talking about? The director's cut or the ultimate edition that has the pirate stuff in The director's well. cut, I didn't need the pirate stuff. Okay, I own the director's cut, I Good. guess. I okay, think. Good. So, that one. All right, good. Yeah, the, the, the one that, that reinserted the the, uh, the Night Owl stuff that was cut out. Essentially. Okay, sure. Yeah. All right, so good. That's that's yours. And uh, anything you did to say about Watchmen that hasn't already been said? Um, it pretty much it made. The, I think it's an okay movie. I, I pretty much put it on the list for its slavish dev- devotion to the comic book. Gotcha. You can't beat the reverence. I mean, you can. Um, Three hundred does, and that's we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But you can't beat the reverence that the production and the director and the cast had for the original comic. It's true. And script. It's true. He, he he basically licked that comic. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Losers is Brandon's number twenty-one, uh, so that's there. And uh, Corey's number twenty-one is Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. Which great movie, terrific not on my movie, list. terrific movie. Not on my list, but really should be. And I'm glad that he mentioned it. So that that goes into my honorable mention category. There, as I, I had a hard time. Uh, actually going straight to DVD on any of my picks here because there's so many good uh, theater movies that have come out but uh, that that is definitely in high regard the you know the actual cut that was supposed to come out not the butchered version that came out at first uh, Rick 21 
Superman Returns. <laughs> and and just to be a troll, I love that movie <laughs> much more than Superman 2. Whoa. Whoa. Damn. I, I just glad Raph to... is not on this call. He I, might be having a seizure. I was just going to say, actually, I can actually hear Raph's seizure from Baltimore right now. <laughs> Well, you gotta you gotta remember too. I'm a little bit older than most, so no, you're not. Uh, not, 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 not. Not in heart, not in spirit. <laughs> well, that's true. That's yeah. true. So well, I was an adult when I saw Superman too, right? And it just it annoyed the shit out of me. <laughs> it, it, to me, it, it basically to me Superman two ruined the franchise. Damn, more so than three or four. Have you seen the Donner cut? Um, yes. Okay. Does that redeem it, it for and you? It was fine up until the end, and then I just got mm. very angry. <laughs> do, do yourself a favor. If it's still somewhere online, it probably is. See if you can track down a copy of something called Superman Redeemed. I've mentioned this on the show before. Superman Redeemed cuts together Superman 3 and 4 into one movie and tries to make it not suck, and it almost succeeds. Wow, cool. Yeah, so the, 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 it, plus they even take like one or two scenes from Superman 2 to tie their story together, but it works a hell of a lot better, and there's no Richard Pryor in it, so that immediately makes it better. <laughs> you know how much I just I like watching... Superman 2? Yeah. I like Supergirl better. Oh, Ooh, shit. Ouch. I'm fighting words. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yes, Brenda Vaccaro yeah. over. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Incredible Hulk is my number 21. Uh, it, it's uh, again not that I not that I dislike it exactly what what Brent said. It's just I feel there's there's better movies out there, so uh, that that's where that lies on me. Uh, Thor is not is nowhere on my list, by the way. The the original Thor, uh, just because I had to make a few cuts and that was one of them, so it goes into the honorable mention uh, category. But I I I adore the Incredible Hulk for what they achieved, and it was the first movie to get Hulk right. Uh, Ang Lee eat a dick. <laughs> so we move on to number 20 i'll read mine off first mystery men for for what was said uh it's it's a good ensemble piece it really is and and it doesn't get any anywhere as much love as i think it it, it deserves uh however it, it is a cult classic at this point you could call it that because uh, I've seen like midnight showings of mystery men show up at like Halloween and stuff like that, so it, it is still loved by enough people. But uh, it, it's it's right up there with other Ben Stiller movies that I love that I love like Zoolander and stuff like that. So uh, Mystery Men goes in there, and Janine Garofalo is also terrific in Mystery Men. Uh, her performance goes under the radar a lot more than it should. Uh, Brandon's number twenty is uh, Punisher War Zone, and he puts parentheses guilty pleasure. <laughs> that's okay yeah which which is fine because uh i've, I've actually I, i've yet to see warzone i admit that but i've, I've heard it's it's actually better than thomas jane and i and i, I don't know no no, no 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 you you wouldn't put it that I, way i disagree with every statement that i've ever heard about punisher original being better than punisher with thomas jane okay Thomas Jane is a better actor mm-hmm. and a better Punisher than oh, I, Ray Stevenson. I agree that he's a better actor and, a, and and probably even a better Punisher. It's just I, from what I've heard, the the story of Warzone the, is better than Punisher. Uh, okay, fine, but I like the Garth Ennis Welcome Back Frank arc, mm-hmm. so I like the Punisher with Thomas Jane, and I like Thomas Jane as an actor better than I like Ray Stevenson. And Thomas Jane as Punisher says a lot more than 
uh, Ray Stevenson as Punisher. Plus, plus so if you can say who's acting better as Punisher, yeah. I would say Thomas Jane because there's more required of him. Plus, Warzone doesn't have Kevin Nash's ass face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think people hate on The Punisher with Thomas Jane because of John Travolta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that what was the name of that um, that fan film that came out? Oh, Dirty Laundry movie. or something like that. I think. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is a really great uh, fan film with Thomas Jane. Yeah, as the Punisher. Plus, plus, also, Brent, it is the fact that it's based in like Tampa instead of New York, like it should be. Which, as an Orlando, and I don't care. That's cool. I know, I know. It's it's just <laughs> you, 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 what, nothing screams gritty like Tampa. Like what? Hey, there's a lot of strip clubs in Tampa, okay? It's pretty gritty. It's pretty industrial in some parts. All right, okay. All right, I'll take yeah. it. What's your 20? My 20 is V for Vendetta. Ooh, okay. Uh, great movie. Took a lot of liberties with the uh, the comic book and the story, mm-hmm. but it, all around a fun movie. Thank you, Larry and Andy Wachowski, for giving us V for Vendetta. Just- Natalie Portman shaving her head on screen. It's hard to beat that moment. You know what I mean? Just Art. like Raph uh, having a seizure, I can actually now hear Alan Moore having a seizure. So that's 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 great. <laughs> hey, I didn't say League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, okay? <laughs> uh, Cor- Corey Little's uh, number twenty was X two uh, X Men United, which we will have Ooh. more to say about uh, later Ugh. on. Yeah. Sorry, Corey. Yeah, I know. Disagree. Yeah, I, I disagree as well. That's much higher on my list, but uh, uh, not not by much, but it is higher. Uh, so I will say that. Uh, and, uh, Rick, you're 20. Hmm. Well, I'm going to have to go, well, 20, uh, the Wolverine. Original or director's cut? It doesn't matter. It? Okay. But I like either version. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it. That's all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, that's all you need to say. Yeah. This is going to be a short podcast. I can, I, I can say. We need to move on. I can, I can say a little bit more because that's actually my number 19. We'll get the Vultures 20 in a minute just because it, it does roll directly into that. Uh, mine is specifically the director's cut because, again, if you want to hear me talk about the director's cut of Wolverine, I talked about it nonstop on the podcast, uh, you know, a cu- couple episodes back when we actually talked about the Wolverine. But I will say that. Everything that X-Men Origins Wolverine got wrong about Wolverine, the Wolverine got right. They run over ninjas with a snowplow. Yes, I know. That's how awesome that movie is. Boom. (laughs) The director's cut. (laughs) And and the actors in it are great, too. Uh, You know, Yukio is is very well done. Uh, Mariko is incredibly well done. uh, I'd hope that Will Yun Lee would have been in it a lot more. I like him. Yeah. Mainly from, I think he was on, like, the Witchblade animated series, Mm -hmm. wasn't he? Or not animated, but... The TNT Witchblade series, and I watched all that, and I really got a hold of him there. Yeah, and I'm like, man, I wish he would be a more a successful actor. I've I've been enjoying Yukio on this season of uh, Arrow. She's yes, really- she's yet to really do anything, but okay. Yeah. So <laughs> at least she doesn't Jackman have that dumb is probably <laughs> the, the longest running actor to portray a particular character in this genre, right? Yeah, at this point, he's, he's, in, he's, I think in any genre. He's played well, – well, I think you're right. He would even beat out does, Roger Moore. Does he? Well, I was going to say Sean Connery. Does he beat out Sean Connery? I, I think he be, He will uh, – if he hasn't already beat out one of the Bond actors, he will. Because he's been Wolverine, what, seven times? Yeah, uh, seven or eight times. Yeah, yeah. And you count – you throw first class in there, and he, uh, I'm assuming he's going to be an apocalypse. They'd be dumb not to. Yeah. I don't know how, but – 
Well, Daniel, you know? actually, Daniel Craig is about to become the longest running James Bond. So that says how long. Really? Yeah. Chronologically, yes, but. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that, I that, thought Connery was in a lot more movies than the four that What's-His-Face has put out. Let me, no. let me take no. a look, actually. Sorry, I was, I was going off of Google saying that, that he, I guess, maybe at the end of his contract, he'll be that. Yes, chronolo- <laughs> I agree with Rick, chronologically. But yeah, I think they pumped uh, out some James Bond movies in the 60s. Right. Dr. No from Russia with Love, Thunderball. Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Diamonds are forever. Yeah, oh, he's got never say movies. never again. Seven. Well, it's close. Yeah. Although Never Say Never Again doesn't actually count. Sure it does. Stop that. <laughs> it doesn't it does He was count. Bond. James Bond. I don't care who produced it. Was Wasn't Never Say Never Again a Casino Royale movie, basically? Barbara Curry. No, it's a remake of Thunderball. Yeah, Thunderball. Yeah. That's right. That's what it Come was. Come on, Young yeah. Kim Bassinger? Woohoo! All right. Okay. That's fine. But, but yeah, no, defi- definitely Hugh Jackman has been playing it the longest. Because, I mean, yeah, since, since, since X-Men to now... Like crap, man. That's that's more than that's more than ten years. It's fourteen years. Fourteen years. Damn. God so damn. Because X Men came out in two thousand. The next. Yeah. In, in terms of on screen, right there with Sam Jackson. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. I'm still a little better. Well, come on, man. I I know they. I know that. Look, I know that they didn't pick you. I I understand. I had prior <laughs> commitments. It just it just didn't work out. And uh, there yeah, was but Rick, you didn't have week. Brian Hitch draw you in the comic book. Before you even knew there was going to be a movie series, Sam Jackson had the foresight, career foresight, to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> he called up Brian Hitch across the pond and was like, "Yo, put me in this comic book." <laughs> <laughs> Brent, give us uh, number twenty and number nineteen from Vulture, if you could. Okay, uh, Vulture, number twenty, Blade Two. Oh, great. So on their list of movies that have, that are uh, that since Blade came out, they put Blade Two on there. Okay. All right. My problem is it's so low. Uh, okay, number uh, 19 for them. Sit down. Yeah, I'm sitting. X2, X-Men United. Ooh, wow. So Corey, Corey has similar opinions. Uh, real talk. The first five minutes of this movie are better than most of any superhero ever made. Uh, if X2 could sustain their cinematic raw thrill ride of Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler's teleported invasion of the White House, it would have no appear on this list. Alas, it could not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your 19, Brent? Um, Sin City. Okay. All right. Now, that, see, that's another borderline for me, whether or not that's a superhero or not. Um, have you seen Sin City? Yes, yes, I have. Have you seen the shit that they pull off? All right, Those motherfuckers are not human. You're right. You're right. You're right. Marv, <laughs> the fact Marv that anyone can believe that Elijah Wood can jump over fences like that and beat people up like the way he does in that movie, he's <laughs> got to be a superhero or a supervillain. I'll give you that. He's not that. human. Yeah, because there's no way Elijah Wood could ever do that. Yeah. All Just right. Just saying. Props. Props. I'll give you that. Points and, and and again, Marv. I mean, come on. He 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 does Superman esque barreling or Hulk esque yes, barreling. If, if Marv is not a mixture between Batman and Hulk, I don't know what you think a superhero is, sir. Yeah, cool. Nineteen, uh, Mister Gordon. I've got Punisher Warzone. All right. Um, all in all, I, as a movie, I really enjoyed it. There was just one thing that I didn't like about it, but. You know, what can you do? 
McNulty. It was. It was no. It was the the dialect coach should have been shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Was he a worse dialect coach coach than Dolph Lundgren's uh, dialogue coach on The Punisher from the eighties? In any movie. <laughs> when was the last time you've seen that? <laughs> Forever ago. Uh, I watched it recently, and it was. Uh, just as bad as I remember. <laughs> the fact that he doesn't have a skull on his chest for any time in that movie. Yeah. And I've well, you never seen it. don't want to scare the kids. Of course. Doesn't, to me, he doesn't count as a Punisher. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> Frank Castle puts the skull on his shirt for a fucking point. Yep. To make a fucking point. Yep. And if your Frank Castle doesn't put a skull of any kind on his shirt, whether it's like a uh, new age... Uh, fighting UFC shirt with a skull on it mm-hmm. or anything else, yeah. you're not fucking Frank Castle the Punisher. I'm sorry. I, I'll, you know what? Points! There we go. Right back at you. I, I give I give you very big props for that. Yeah. It, it, it's just... A, it, it's like that uh, that Daredevil suit that he wears in the, uh, in the other movie. Oh, wait. Hold on. That sort of seems to be what he's wearing in the Netflix stuff, but that's not... Uh, that's not 100% confirmed yet. We'll see. All right. Okay. Number 19 would be Justice League New Frontier from Corey Little, which was pretty good. So I could I could see that being on somebody's list. Uh, it it I don't think it's anywhere near as all-encompassing and like drive me into the middle of the story as the actual comic it's based on is. Like they they had to cram a lot into that movie in like the hour and a half they had. Wait, what movie is this again? New Frontier. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you- I like it, but it's not in my top 25. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's decent. It's just, again, I, I like the comic way more than I like the movie. So that's- some of these things, some of these animated movies, like, I like them, mm-hmm. but to me, they're not, they're okay movies. They're not good movies. They're not great movies yeah. for a lot of them, simply because I think they're so short, and they pack so much in. I agree. Yeah. Es- especially with something like... Uh, like uh, All Star Superman, oh, All Star Superman, totally, or yeah. New Frontier, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I'm, New in Frontier, my... I think, does one of the better better jobs of cutting things out yeah. and piecing them together. Yes, honorable mention. All Star Superman's a mind fuck of a movie. <sighs> oh dear, yeah. In in my honorable mentions, actually, is uh, the uh, the Dark Knight Returns, uh, combining that at part one and part two into into one feature. Uh, okay, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's that's really well done for me. So that's that's in there. Uh, Nineteen for just talking about direct to videos is Wonder Woman for Brandon, uh, which okay. I, I love. I love that. that talk about that later as well for that's, me. That's good. All right, good, good. I'm glad that other people had them on the list because I'm, I'm, it's not on mine, but I do like them both. Uh, number eighteen for Corey Little is Justice League Crisis on Two Earths. I just figured I'd knock that out because he has two Justice League uh, direct to videos in a row. So go figure. Yeah. And 18 for Brandon would be Thor the Dark World, which is a little bit higher on mine, but not by much. Uh, not on mine at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like the original Thor better than Dark World, and Dark World nor Thor made it on my list. All right. Well, uh, I will now say my number 18, and it might be way higher on other people's lists, but it is where it is on mine. Batman Begins. Oh, shame on you. Yeah. Uh Again, it is the fact that I that I don't like origin stories, <laughs> and, and this this movie, like, 
I want to defend it so much, but I have to talk about it much later. Oh, I know you do. I know you do, dude. And 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 that's just it. Like, I mean, I completely understand. And like, it, it's it's an it's an excellent movie. It completely revitalized Batman as a genre and as a franchise. It's just for me, these movies do not age well. And Batman Begins, I feel, is the biggest example of that. Like when, like since that has come out, the superhero genre has gone past Batman Begins. Well, here's Batman Begins came out in 2005. Yeah. So that's before the Marvel Universe started. Yes, that is true. Okay. So if you didn't have Batman Begins, I don't think you would have an Iron Man to launch the Marvel movie genre. Well, Iron Man was in the franchise. works either way, though. I know it was in the works, but I don't think it was announced at the point that it, it Batman Begins came out. Hmm. And Batman Begins, like, is kind of you know their opening weekend wasn't very big, but their DVD sales of that movie and the on demand and the rentals is really what grew it into a, a giant, giant success that right. they decided let's make another. Sure. Yeah. No, that's and and, and that that makes sense to me. It's just I, I would actually more say that without Spider Man and X Men, there wouldn't be Iron Man because that that was Marvel's reaction to you know them not having those franchises and like oh shit, we should go into our back catalog and but find a in terms of like work. tone and grounded in reality, then Batman, Batman Begins, begins that, sets yeah. sets that for the Marvel universe. I'll agree. I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah. But uh, number eighteen, Batman Begins. I'm sure many people disagree with it being at that low, but I had to make it. I had to put it somewhere, and that's that's where it wound up for me. Well, so. I'm glad it made it on your list at all. Oh yeah, no, dude, it, it, I had to put it on my list somewhere. I, like I again, there were cuts I made to this list, but Batman Begins is on there, and it and it, and it remains there. Uh, what's your 18? Uh, the Wolverine for my the director's cut. Good, unrated or whatever you want to call it. Sweet, and I think the we, one you can only buy with a 3D Blu-ray. Yeah, yes. which still pisses me off. Like, Which I've already told you, if you go to Movie Stop, or at least at the time, they said, well, if you give me the 3D Blu-ray back, I'll give you a knockoff on the price. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's what I did. All right. I, I might actually start selling my 3D Blu-rays on eBay and sit for like five bucks a piece and see whether or not they sell. Just like people yeah. sell off their Comixology codes. Like, that's... Uh, which, which is How much do those Comixology codes go for? I'm uh, curious. Eh, usually about a buck, a buck 25 a piece. Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, think about it. I mean, like, if a comic is supposed to be two ninety nine and it's a Marvel comic and it sells for three ninety nine with a code, you know, that, that that's that's the extra buck right there. Now, if only Bob Brietal or John Mayo could just give them all to me. <laughs> so, I'll see what so I can do. The, those are the guys that buy the most comics that I know of in the podcasting world. And, and, and Rick will talk later. <laughs> I just it, I, it benefits Ian because he has my password, sneaky bastard. <laughs> well, it's it's more that uh, that Rick posted in chat. I'll buy your 3D uh, Blu-rays. I'm like, all right, fine. If some, no, somebody I said I'll buy all your 3D, <laughs> and that's and that, and that's fine by me, man. Honestly, I have I'll, I'll get some CD jewel cases and I'll. I'll I'll, I'll ship them all to you for five bucks a piece. <laughs> oh, don't spend the money. Just get one of those. Get the paper ones. All right, I can do that. Well, well I, I wanted to make it to him in one piece, man. Like, I, I, although I'll well, get. Well, I mean, you can like wrap. You can put them in the paper sleeves That's and then true. wrap it really nicely in bubble wrap and then make true. it. That's uh, true. Thor: The Dark World is uh, Brandon's number eighteen. So that's that's where his lies. And uh, Rick, what's your eighteen? Incredibles. Oh, ooh, okay. You'll be hearing more about that later on, but uh, what, it seems like it's low. But mm-hmm. there's a reason for that. What's your reason? 
I'll get to it when we get into the top 10. Gotcha. Okay. That's fine. Uh, number 17. Uh, again, we're... Oh, we're... you, you want to hear Vulture's number 18? Oh, please do. Yes. This is this is a doozy. Yeah. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Eat a dick. Number 18? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Oh, oh God. Wow. Like, this, this, this writer must have been having a really bad day. Like... <laughs> For him to rank that as low as he did. What's their explanation? Uh, Robert um, Redford. You know, he's so he old. <laughs> he doesn't really say uh, anything bad about the film. He, he just put the, put it there for the hell no, of it. He right? says, the movie owes a lot to 70s conspiracy thrillers, but it owes even more to the money-old tradition of ballads about romance and brotherhood among soldiers. Also, it has Toby Jones yelling with a Swiss accent while his consciousness is trapped inside a stack of old computers. And if you can't enjoy that, please stop watching movies is how they end it. They say nothing negative about it (laughs) for that reason to be so low. But it's that low. Wow. Yes. Jeez. All right. I will have Rick read his number 17. They're right ahead. Uh, I grouped Thor, both of them together that's fine because you can't watch one without the other and it makes more sense when you watch them back to back which i recently did mm-hmm. i went to a uh movie theater a local movie theater that is uh showing illegal movies so they showed the first thor <laughs> showing the blue then they, yeah there's they showed the first thor then the intermission they showed the thor cartoons from the 66 and then the second thor and i was just in heaven it that doesn't a get a cool movie theater yeah. That is yeah. cool. That is pretty and, cool. And the funny thing was, in the first movie, five people in the audience. Uh, the second movie, completely filled. I was one of two guys in there, me and the janitor. Uh, the rest of them, <laughs> just just college girls and my wife, all you know, just gushing over Chris. So You know, Rick, I'm going to have to find this uh, this link to you. Uh, I think there's a, a either a Twitter account or a Tumblr, I forget what, uh, called... Uh, I think it's like secret movie theaters where it just lists a whole bunch of theaters that either do like showings in people's homes or like showings <laughs> in libraries and stuff like that. Like, all I would love to just US. walk into somebody's house and be like, what's up <laughs> Sit down for a movie and then leave. I, I've done that. It doesn't work out as well as you think. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually reorganizing it as we speak because I'm just going to go ahead and list Thor to Dark World as my number 17 as well. Uh, I, I, I had had it a little bit higher, but looking at my list now, I think I'm actually uh, changing it to just ever so slightly, uh, one one and two here back and forth. So Thor to Dark World is my number 17. Um, I like Thor, the original Thor, but Thor the Dark World had a much more developed story for me. Um, so that that's why it goes there. And uh, I... You know, gee, I, I don't know if I've said that I don't like origin stories, but I don't like origin stories. And uh, I like Thor better than Dark World, mm-hmm. even though none of them are on my list. But Thor has a lot more charm for me. I just like the, the simply for the diner yeah. scenes alone. <laughs> another, you know, another. Bring me another. <laughs> and it's not really an origin story. It's not like there's Donald Blake or anything. You're like right. That. You You're, know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get. I get that. And I'm. I'm only just justifying the fact that I don't have both of them on my list. But uh, I. I like the Dark World slightly better than Thor. So that's. That's why it's on. Ian my list doesn't my list. like exposition. The expo- I just don't like all- the ether, and there's a lot of exposition <laughs> about that than the uh, cask of ancient winters or whatever the hell was in the first. Well, one. there's a need for that, and you will see in yeah. five years. You, you'll you'll suddenly you suddenly reminded me, Rick, of uh, the uh, honest trailer for Frozen, 
where uh, like and and many songs like the exposition song. Do you want some exposition? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 17 on Corey Little's list was the original Spider-Man. Uh, so that's uh, that's where that falls on his list. And that's uh, if I if Sp- the original Spider-Man was on my list, that's about where it would be. So that's that's fine. That that makes sense to me there. And number 17 on Br- Brandon's list is another questionable one, but I can understand why it's there. Red. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. I I remembered it, but I didn't quite classify it as superhero in my head. But Red is worth watching. Red two, do not. I so I've heard. Yeah. Stay away from Red two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, although Red, the original Red, that you know, just straight up Red uh, has some damn good action scenes in it. That yes, that, but that Red one's... Red two gives credence to Kevin Smith's idea of Bruce Willis that he's phoning it in. Ah, he's definitely phoned it in on Red two. GI <laughs> <laughs> <G>. Joe. <coughs> Uh, mm. dear. Sorry. I think that was more paycheck than anything, but okay. All right. Uh, re- re- read your 17. Uh, Iron Man 3. All right. Wow. That's low. I, I like it, and I see why people think it, you know, it's at the time was very high. Um, but, you know, watching it again, it's, you know, it's very cool, but to me, the the thing I take most issue with is that there's no Iron Man in that movie. Yeah, no, but that's I, I I don't actually and we we argued this on the episode itself, man. Like we and I remember us even saying at the time that there was plenty of Iron Man to be had and that it was just more of a Tony Stark movie than it was an Iron Man movie. That's that's probably the reason why it's so low on my list though. All right. Okay. That's and fine. I love I love the casting. I love, you know, I thought it was way cool. Right. I love the stuff that, you know, I love a lot of things about that movie. It's just it's not you know, if I had to pick, it's not my favorite Iron Man movie. All right. And if you want to hear Brent have a higher opinion of that movie, go ahead and listen to our comic timing episode of Iron Man 3. Uh, let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we read Vulture's uh, 17? We did, right? No. Okay. Uh, Vulture 17 is X-Men. Ooh. The first one. Wow. That didn't even make my list. That did not even make my list. Says Ryan Brian Singer. Ryan Singer. <laughs> Brian Singer took the moneyball approach. Almost everyone he snagged was either undervalued in the market, like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, underestimated as a mere pretty face, James Marsden, Rebecca Romaine, or a complete unknown, Hugh Jackman. Sure there are duds in lineup, but the synergy of this cast of misfits is as delightful to watch now as it was then. Yeah, that movie had about four good lines to it and uh, a lot of shitty ones. <laughs> You want to know what happens? Sabertooth. Oh god, the Sabertooth and that was terrible. Yeah. You want to know what happens to Toad when it gets hit by lightning? <laughs> god. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Best Storm's line that, hair is the worst in that movie. Storm's hair is terrible in that. It's terrible in every movie. <laughs> but it's really bad in the first one. I and almost want to see like hair. uh I know this is bad. I almost want to see Steve Martin as Storm because he has natural white hair. <laughs> See what they would do with him as Storm, because putting these ugly ass wigs on Halle Berry just does not work. Oh my god! That's all. You just need to have Storm with the mohawk in in one of these uh, X Men movies to come, and that'll make me happy. Mm-hmm. You know, get mohawk Cast Storm. An, an, the recast Storm should have a mohawk. Yes, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Rick, what's your sixteen? <sighs> well. 
Sigh time. Yeah. Um, the Hulk. And it is my favorite <laughs> version of The Hulk. I love this movie. It is Why? one movie that I will watch over and over and over again. There is something about it at certain points that just really pull at me emotionally that the other ones don't. Hey, Rick, how many helicopters are in the sky? <laughs> you can't tell because they show the same one eight times. <laughs> and Jennifer Connelly. I can never get tired of that. I can't either, but damn, oh damn, I can't stand that movie. And like a 400-foot-tall Hulk. That's absolutely what, I'm, what I look for in a Hulk movie, I'll tell you. Hulk fights a cloud. <laughs> what an exciting climax. You mean he fights Galactus from Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer? He fights his father, and that pulls at my heartstrings. I'm sorry I have emotions. All right, fine. Take your daddy issues. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, I just, it was just, I just really... I, I love the fresh approach to it that, you know, okay. fell on its face for a lot of people. Yeah. But for me, it just it just worked. I, I liked a lot about it. I love the casting. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change anything about it. It's I, I, too bad it ruined Eric Bana's career. <laughs> kind of did. Just fine. <laughs> hey, I, I, I prefer... Even Steven Spielberg couldn't resurrect his career. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the recap of Hulk in the first like three minutes of the Incredible Hulk. Yes, and that's why Incredible Hulk is on my list because not really an origin story, and I think that's how origins should be done. Like Doctor Strange, that's how they should do it. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, you can watch the original Hobbit and they have so many recaps in there, and even Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. so many recaps in that movie that it works fine to yeah. jump throw you right in the middle and not have to go, here's how he got his powers. My big beef with, with the Incredible Hulk is I, I don't like the idea of him being in the city and the way it was portrayed. It didn't feel like New York at all. It really didn't. And of course not. Yeah. Stick, sticking Incredible him out in the Hulk, desert though. really worked for Harlem. me because that was the Hulk that I that I grew up with. That was the you know the Severin Hulk, the the Herb Trimpey Hulk, and you know you've got uh, you know the army chasing him and it just it was. I really love that. And just it seemed like the Incredible Hulk just took him out of his element for no other reason than to differentiate itself from the previous movie. Yeah, oh, I, I will. I will say, Brent, you like you said, but it was Harlem. Like, no, that was the worst New York soundstage version of Harlem. That well, they, I don't they know were this shot in Harlem. I originally was going to say it wasn't a city. It was a shanty town. But then I remembered they did go to the States later in that movie. Yeah. From Brazil. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that, that. That's right. Although, although you know, at least they start off in a small town area, like they weren't in New York the entire time, because that would have been a little weird. Um, yeah. So my number sixteen might be higher on other people's lists, but I had to make room for it. And there's other movies that I like better. Spider-Man Two. The uh, the whoa the, yeah the uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man Two. And I'll admit, I'll fully admit that these movies need need rewatch from me because maybe the I will they will be higher on my list after rewatch. It's just I feel like it's been so long now that in general the Raimi movies have sort of lost their luster for me in a lot of aspects. However, of all of them, Spider Man Two is done the most correctly. The Doctor Octopus story in in Spider Man Two is superb. The struggle with uh, with powers and everything is done incredibly well, and uh, you know they, they do a really good job of overcoming adversity in in this film. And uh, my my main issue with this with these Spider-Man movies 
is that almost every single one of them ends just about the same way. <laughs> you know, with, with the same fate of the of the supervillain, like no chance for a sequel down the road because they're all at the end. And, uh, and you know, not exactly my favorite way to go out here. But it, it, it was an incredibly well-done story, and the, and the special effects are great. Except for that, I will never forgive them for that overground train in, in Manhattan that doesn't fucking exist, because that was just bullshit. I'm sorry. Just no. No. Yeah, but you can't it. web buildings and stop it. <laughs> yeah, in the 30s. <laughs> what, what were you going to say, Brent? So you can't web buildings and stop it in such a dramatic fashion on top as you can underground. Dude, there are overground trains in Queens where Spider-Man lives with buildings. True. I thought he lived in Forest Hills. Queens. Forest Queens. Hills, Queens. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm a, my brother's home for Christmas, and he just moved to New York, and he lives in Queens now. And uh, <laughs> Oh, where? Is, is it Queens? No. <laughs> No, he lives in Brooklyn. Excuse me. Oh, See, I don't even know where he, he lives. lives. Oh, he lives in Brooklyn? Man. What, does he, he live in my Brooklyn. building? What? 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> hey, maybe that's him. Hello? Hello? I know that's not him because he's in my guest room across the hall. <laughs> where Where in Brooklyn? Uh, I forget now. Oh, God. You're Hawks useless. Hope? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah. He lives close to a train station, that's all. Well, oh, 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 that narrows it down. There's only one train station. <laughs> 45 so. minutes from his work and on Park Ave, so that's, that's all I know. He probably does not live too far from me, unless he lives in fake Brooklyn, a.k.a. Williamsburg. And that's Name, It's not Williamsburg. That, he told me that's hipster heaven. Bed-Stuy? Right? Not Bed-Stuy either? No. Park, name some Brooklyn places. Park Slope? No. Uh, right. Let's see. Uh, Eric! <laughs> yeah, just go ahead and ask him. Come on. <laughs> this makes for exciting podcasting. I want to know. It is. It is. Brooklyn rat hole. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn rat hole. I've seen plenty of those. <laughs> Where in Brooklyn do you live? Bushwick. 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 All right. Yeah. Bushwick. All right. Good. Ian okay. lives in Brooklyn. Right. What part of Brooklyn are you in, Ian? I'm in Dittmas Park. I'm in the. I'm in a, Dittmas Park. Yeah. I'm in a complete opposite part of Brooklyn than him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well then, the start all the way up here in Albany. <laughs> He's only lived there for six months. I mean, he doesn't really know <laughs> New York like you do. I'm I'm, ha- I'm halfway yeah, to, I'm halfway fine. between Coney yeah. Island and Manhattan. Oh, I'm nice. exactly where I need to be. Come on. He's he's not a real New Yorker yet. I right, forget about it. Hey hey oh oh hey oh oh. Hey right. hey hey. So, 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 so that's my number sixteen, Brent. What's yours? X two X Men United. Ooh, that's pretty low. Just because I, I had movies that I liked better, and X2, while I like it, it's the only X-Men movie on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I like other movies better than it. That's fine. So. Wow. It's the only X-Men movie on your list. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. I look forward to it. I mean, to- other than the Wolverine, which I mentioned. Well, yeah, I know. Right. But, uh, but, but that, that's very interesting because my list is going to be – quite different than yours once we get to about the top 10 or so so that's that's good to know actually that's very good i mean i've talked about my problems with uh, days of future past and even first class i think when we talked when we reviewed that movie so that's true <gasps> that's true that's true well uh number 16 is hellboy for brandon mm-hmm. for good reasons uh, as we've already discussed and thor is number 16 for Corey little so there we go there uh did we ask for your 16 yet rick 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, good. Then, then we're moving on to fifteen. Let's, let's not Vulture bring that up again. Has amazing sp- <laughs> the amazing Spider Man as its number sixteen. Right, okay. The amazing so. Spider Man. All right. Yes. Okay. That's fine because that was on my list until I took it off. So I, I can't say much about that. That's fine. Uh, let's let, let's go with your fifteen first, Brent. I have Guardians of the Galaxy. That is <gasps> that is low on the list, but I understand um, why. You know, it's fairly new, and I've only seen it the one time. Mm-hmm. So to put it higher on the list, and as high as basically, I don't know what halfway of twenty five is. It's it's ten from the bottom, right? Out of twenty five. So to me, it's pretty high for having only seen it once. That's true. That's true. So so it could very well like a fine wine age well. Yes, I mean I'm I put the Blu-ray on my you know I wrote to Santa and said this is what I want for Christmas is the Gardens of the Galaxy Blu-ray. So I don't know if it's in my stocking yet. I'll know in a day or two. And then Santa um, said, and "You're too that, old. Ask I might Mandy." Like it better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we start writing to Santa as Olivia, and she's going to get the worst girl <laughs> Christmas gifts ever. This is all going to be for Dad. Oh God, I really want a chainsaw. <laughs> I need a hedge trimmer. <laughs> Olivia, you got a hedge trimmer. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's, you know, talk about uh, a similar fashion of, uh, you know, new movies and they might very well grow on me. My, my number 15 is Big Hero 6. And I haven't seen it. It says a lot that it's as high on, on, on my list as it is. That movie... That's also Vulture's number 15. I'll just throw that in there. Really? So that's that yes. probably the one time that Vulture and I will actually meet. <laughs> Uh, no, no, Big Hero 6, it proved a lot to me. Uh, number one, that Marvel's wealth of characters is going to do Disney quite well because they don't have to actually you know, go specifically with a story but more the characters of Marvel Comics and make something great. And you want to talk about a visually stunning animated movie. That is what Big Hero 6 is. San Francisco... What they did, they merged San Francisco with Tokyo, and there are some dystopian uh, alternate history theories as to why that happened, and they will crack you up if you look for them online. Like One of them is that uh, the U.S. lost World War II and Tokyo took over, and that's how San Francisco existed. Um, but what they managed to achieve with that city is just so good, so goddamn beautiful that if – if Disney keeps on this track, then they're they're doing well on the uh, on the like be as good as Pixar front when it comes to animated movies. If you both of you, I assume neither of you have seen it yet. Nope. Not okay. Yet. Go go see it. it if it's it, it's still in theaters, if you get a chance to see it while it's in theaters, if not, see it when it comes out on Blu-ray, and you will love it. Trust me, one hundred percent. So I'm probably gonna down. see. I need to see Mockingjay before it goes out of theaters. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, we saw it opening weekend. It's 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 decent. It's no nowhere near as good as the last one, but uh, then well, again, with the baby, it's hard to. No, oh, I know go. that, and it's it suffers from part one, part two syndrome. Oh sure. Yeah, so it's just like that uh, part one of the last Harry Deathly Potter Hallows. movie. Yeah, yeah, Deathly Hallows movie. It just you know nothing happens, but it's it's a good character building movie. All right, so Big Hero Six is my fifteen. Uh, what is your fifteen, Rick? Watchmen. Okay. It's it's high up there. Um, I I really, really love what that movie 
how it improved over the book because again i was working in the comic shop when that book came out and it was fucking ponderous alan moore is just ah <laughs> oh. I, I i i i like him as a writer but jesus christ it was just it was just i i, get, I couldn't wait for the movie because this is this is pre you know collected editions pre-trade so it's just you know you you get an issue and you'd wait a month and it's just like really what and then another month goes by and then it's like enough stop stop with the monsters stop (laughs) well and hey i mean it is it is high high up there and there's still plenty of room for and for the top 10 so it's it just says that that just how well it's achieved for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good. I, I loved it. I love the movie. All right. The books, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like the books just fine. It's just uh, again that movie, like like I said when I when I talked about it, uh, where I did it, it suffers from pacing issues, but then again, so did the book. So go figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a bit stiff, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Sin City is Brandon's fifteen. And we've already talked about it, so that that don't, not much else needs to be said there. And Batman Begins is Corey Whittle's uh, number fifteen, and, and <sighs> we've also discussed that uh, as well. Hey, it's higher than mine, so that's that says something. <laughs> it, it's three, Shame it's on you both. three more higher than than I placed it. Uh, Vultures fifteen, uh, same as was the same as yours. Big Hero Six, okay, Big Hero Six, like you said. Okay, uh, you might as well just go ahead and read their fourteen. Hulk. Ang Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk is shambolic and off balance, <laughs> but it's experimental and ambitious in a way that few superhero movies ever are. Aww. Most notable, there's director's Ang Lee's crazy but brilliant attempt to recreate the experience of reading a comic by having certain scenes break up into panels separated by blank space. I hated that part of the movie so bad. Me too. I love that part. That's nice. What it, desert flowers? That's all. It, that's all it took for me. Desert flowers. I, I'd rather. I'd rather listen to Desert Rose by Sting. <laughs> I, I just have to. I just have to throw this in real quick. Um, the list from now on here, because I grouped everything mm-hmm. in in bundles. Yeah. So fourteen, thirteen, and twelve for mm-hmm. me. Would be the Dark Knight trilogy. Any specific order uh, to that trilogy, or just uh, no? In in order. Okay. In order. All right. But that's what. What? Just, why? Why are they where they are on your list? Why is Dark Knight so low? <clears throat> why? Yeah. Because back in 1973, I came home from a field trip and I picked up a comic book, and that comic book was Spider-Man 121. Spider-Man has been the driving force in everything that I do since then. Yep. So, at the very top of my list are all five Spider-Man movies. Okay. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing, I know. No, no, no. That, I, I know you well enough to know, to know that that, that was going to be the case. So, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I've had conversations. We broke bread. I, I, I sort of, yeah, so, <laughs> I sort of knew that was. Coming. I, I literally in fifth grade changed my name to Peter Parker <laughs> until my mother found out and flipped out. <laughs> That's great. So, for me, I wouldn't watch anything else if it wasn't for Spider Man. Yeah. 
none of the none of any of this would matter for me. All right. Well, we'll get to those specific yeah. movies and which ones actually work for you when we get to the, to our top ten. But that's uh, that makes sense as to why they are where they are. So that's. <laughs> No, honestly, it doesn't. I mean, you know, I'm pretty slavish to Batman, but I'm not that slavish to Batman. It's because Batman's Batman. It's not (laughs) Spider-Man. That's a totally different episode, sir. Yeah. (laughs) Number number 14 for me is X2 X-Men United. Uh, I I have other X-Men movies on this list, and uh, you'll... I've said before that X2 uh, is is a very, very good movie, That, but I feel the newer movies have done better uh, to the X-Men than the earlier ones. So X2 has fallen a little bit in, in favor uh, to me over the years, but uh, it's still a great movie. And, and that just like, just like that pretentious Vulture article said, the first five minutes of that movie are some of the best superhero action that you've seen. That Nightcrawler sequence in the White House is fantastic. And it still holds up, even after oh, yeah. all these years. Mm-hmm. No question. Yeah. And uh, and there's other stuff that that movie does incredibly well, uh, too. You know, the uh, all the... Uh, all, you know, all the stuff with Stryker and... The uh, Wolverine berserker scene in the X-Mansion, I think, is still the best Wolverine scene we've I ever seen. I still get chills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Without a doubt. Yeah. So that's that's where why it is where it is. And uh, I, I still love it, but there's other X-Men movies that have my heart just slightly more, and we'll, we'll get those uh, as the time comes. 14 for you, Brent. Animated Wonder Woman. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, seek it out. I agree. It's in one of DC's animated movies, and to me, when this came out, um, it was like a revelation, because I, I bought it on a whim. You know, it was one of those, it was the next one in line, so I was like, okay, I'll buy it. This movie made me like Wonder Woman. Mm. Like, before, she was just like, you know, I wasn't reading her comic, I wasn't really interested in her as a character. She was in the Justice League, yeah, sure, but she was like the obligatory woman in the Justice League at that time. I think Meltzer was writing her then. Uh, and we still had Vixen and shit, too, so, you know. But this this movie made me go, Wonder Woman is a badass, and this is the way that Wonder Woman needs to be done on screen. Now, if they end up going the way that it's rumored now with uh, Gal Gadot being Wonder Woman in like the 1940s for a solo movie, yeah, I'm gonna be or 1920s. I think it's even earlier than that. I'm gonna be very, very disappointed because this is Wonder Woman coming to man's world mm-hmm. in modern times, yeah. and uh, I think it's really, really well done. Steve Trevor is voiced by uh, everybody's favorite, you know, brown coat guy. On Castle, Nathan, what's his name? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, he does a great job as the uh, happy-go-lucky pilot guy, and uh, it's it's really good. Steve, Steve really, Trevor. really well yeah. done. No, his and, and it's also his introduction to the DC animated universe because Nathan Fillion, since then, has voiced a Green Lantern a whole bunch of times in a whole bunch yeah. of different movies. So it, it, it put its foot in the door. And for me, it's the best uh, Wonder Woman Gail Simone's ever written. Because I, she didn't I, write the movie. She did. She wrote. She did. Yeah, yeah. She wrote the script. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or she was in. She was at least partially involved with the writing process of the of the script. Like her name is in, is right there in the credits uh, oh, for, for the animated okay. movie. Yeah, and I'll have to uh, check that. I, I like I like her Wonder Woman arc, but this movie just does Wonder Woman right. Mm-hmm. Especially with that scene with the little girl in the park. Well, even the oh, opening yes. scene, like, yeah, the, that's pretty good. But the opening scene where the it's just the Amazons 
battling i forget who they're battling it's like i think the hades demons or something like that and they're chopping off heads and oh, shit yeah. mm-hmm. in an animated movie that i think at this time was still it was pg-13 yeah but they're chopping off heads yeah and putting them on display and they're dripping with stuff i was like this is awesome this was the first so movie that proved they were willing to really push pg-13 in these movies as well yes mm-hmm. and there, i think steve trevor has a bunch of sexual innuendo jokes that mm-hmm. are great yep um it's just it's I mean, compared to with the stuff that you see now with, like, Assault on Arkham, where they're, like, ha- actually having sex with Harley Quinn and Deadshot. <laughs> hey, spoiler alert, I haven't to seen that. it yet. What the hell? That's not a spoiler. Uh, but don't it's not get, like don't Batman get, don't has sex with her. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's not on that level or anything, but it, at the time, it was it was a lot for something to come out of Bruce Timm's production house. Yep. Yeah. Plus, the animation itself is really good in that movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, 14 for Brandon was Watchmen, and we've talked enough about that, so I will just move right on to Corey's, which is X-Men Days of Future Past, which we will talk more about uh, when the time comes. Number 13 for me, and uh, since uh, Rick already gave his uh, his 13, that is 12, uh, number 13 for me is A Dark Knight Rises. Uh, so right up there with uh, with Rick... Uh, Dark Knight Rises goes higher than Batman Begins for me because it it was the conclusion to the saga. Yes, there is some highly unbelievable shit going on in this movie, timeline-wise, but I very much enjoyed the Bane story that was told, and the uh, spoilers, Talia portions were were quite good as well. And uh, it combined some of my favorite Batman arcs all into one movie, and you you really can't go wrong with that. So, yeah, Dark Knight Rises number thirteen. It would be mm-hmm. painful. Your punishment will be more severe. When Gotham is awesome, I will allow you to die. <laughs> The city is yours. When you finish your broccoli, you will be prepared for pie. It is the movie that launched a thousand memes. Yes. Yes. Oh, very yes, much so. <laughs> my, my, my favorite is, is still, and when you watch Space Jam, you will be prepared to fly. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Yes, okay. No. No. What's, what's your 13? Just no. My 13 is Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns animated. Nice. Part one and part two combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, slavishly devoted to the comic book. Not in a bad mm-hmm. way. Yes. In a good way. Mm-hmm. RoboCop. The original RoboCop is Batman. <laughs> Does a damn good job being that badass Frank Miller Batman. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think Kevin Conroy could have pulled this Batman off. I agree with you. Yeah. Even though we had kind of shades of it with Batman Beyond, it's just a whole different level. The animation's really well done. Um, you know, that story is number one for me for Batman, period. So the fact that this is so well done and holds a candle to that, you know, it's got to be on my list. And that it got the Superman parts right, because that's really hard to pull off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love them too. And uh, I got to see uh, both of those in the theater actually uh here here at the at the paley center uh that's where i got my my awesome uh batman dark knight returns part two poster that's sitting right right here behind me but 
getting to see that in an audience, like watching the audience be as enraptured as they were into the story as it unfolded was just a sight to behold. That was excellent, excellent uh, animated feature. Probably, probably the best they've done up till now for me. Superman's a dick. <laughs> yeah, damn right he is. <laughs> and uh, thirteen is under the red hood for Brandon. That's a yes. pretty, Very pretty, nice. pretty damn good for a direct to video. So I'll, I'll agree with that. And it also, my my second favorite Joker voice. Yes, mine too. Yeah, John DiMaggio does a comparable Joker to uh, Mark Hamill. For, for well, I, I liked John DiMaggio's Joker better than Troy Baker's because mm-hmm. um, Troy Baker does it in the uh, I think he does it the Assault on Arkham. Yeah, um, and he, he did it in the or- Arkham Origins Arkham game. To me, Troy Baker he's a he's a very famous video game voice talent, um, but he's just imitating Mark Hamill to the yeah. best of his ability. Right. John DiMaggio is doing a totally different Joker, a much more I mean. I love Mark Hamill's Joker, but John DiMaggio. If if they couldn't get Mark Hamill, I'd say go to John DiMaggio over Troy Baker. Yeah, because he, the level of like sickness and stuff when he's <laughs> killing Robin is just it's uh, it's great. It's oh yeah, great. definitely. Uh, I'll talk about number uh, thirteen for Vulture. The fact this movie is almost it's on the cusp of their top ten, and to me, this is the most offensive thing. Well, not the most offensive. We'll get there later. Um, but it's one of the most offensive things on this list. Their number 13 is Spider-Man 3, ladies and gentlemen. Just a shock of horror. Shiver with me, would you? <laughs> oh, um, to me, uh, okay, so let's read. Uh, while we're on the topic of taking risks, there, this is from their article. There is no better example of that phenomenon than Sam Raimi's final Spider-Man flick. Yeehaw, is this movie insane, and that's why I think it's bad. That's me here. Back to the article. And we should be thankful for every minute of it. It's utterly wrong to call Spider-Man 3 good or claim that it works because it's an incomprehensible shambles. So why is it number 13? But that's just because it tries so, so hard to break the rule of superhero movie convention. Take, for example, the infamous interlude where Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker becomes a slick cad and has not one, but two song and dance numbers. Sure, that section of the movie is completely incongruous, but hats off to Raimi for attempting something other than dour hero's journey, soul-searching. Same with his ambitiously risky miscasting of goofball Topher Grace as Venom, or the fact that there are roughly five villains in the movie, or whatever weird thing James Franco was doing. This movie's an overstuffed turd lucking of irreconcilable ideas. Even, even if it gives you an upset, upset stomach, it's delicious to taste. What the fuck? Unbelievable. Are they t- are they talking about Spider-Man 3 that I just yes! heard the word James Franco? What the Spider-Man fuck? Spider-Man 3 is number 13. <laughs> See, what I couldn't figure out is uh, he's laying a lot of it on, uh, at the feet of Sam Raimi, which... I don't think is true. I'm wondering how much pressure the studio put on him to include a lot of this nonsense. Oh, no question. To me, to me, whenever it's a, it's a, uh, whenever Sandman is on screen, and you know the Peter dancing stuff, that's Sam Raimi. Whenever Venom is involved, that's Avia Rod. Oh, it's no longer a Sam Raimi movie at that point. Mm -hmm. It's an Avia Rod movie. Yeah, for Mm. me. <laughs> Although th- and, so- and Sony, what what that movie had for it were were two things. Bryce Dallas Howard. Well, yeah. Well, okay. Three things. Uh, <laughs> right, Bryce Dallas Howard is definitely high up there. Uh, how is the pie? 
so good. Number one, okay? <laughs> that, that wine will go down forever in the history of wines. And that Peter Parker dance, because that then led to me and Raph walking down the streets of New York doing that dance and getting awkward looks. Nice. Is absolutely worth the price of admission right there for that movie. However, it being ranked anywhere near as high on any top twenty-five is not at all in my wheelhouse. In my wheelhouse, yes. No, the fact no, that no, they no. call it a turd and still rank it as high as they did, yeah. to me, just says the, this list is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it started. It started with Captain America: Winter Soldier being as low as it was, and then when I got to this point in this list, and that's when I went. I think I went back and either edited my the comic timing poster commented on it that yeah. this was complete and utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're getting thicker and thicker into it. Just wait. Well, it gets better. Corey Little's 13 is actually X-Men First Class, and uh, his number 12 is Spider-Man 3. So that he, he has it high on his list as well. Well, Corey Little, you're fucking high. So <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh, you for being a longtime listener. We will miss you very much. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. He's entitled to his damn opinion. All right. But uh, <clears throat> even if it's wrong. Uh, Brent, Brent, what's your uh, 13? Did we, did we get you 13? I forget. My thir- Yeah, but the Frank Miller's. Okay, gotcha. Uh, 12. Uh, my 12 is Hellboy, number one. Nice. I this is the first time I ever seen any Hellboy anything. Uh, haven't read the comics at this point. This got me to go and get the comics. I think for the next two Christmases I got the first eight collected volumes of Hellboy. After this movie, um, is how much I like this movie. Just the feel. Ron Perlman is fucking funny as hell. Um, turned me on to him. I started watching Sons of Anarchy, and he's totally different in that movie or in that series from Hellboy. So just. He's a very versatile actor, and it just comes across when you watch this movie versus anything else he's really appeared in. And the makeup is great. To me, I think this is one of the better Benicio del Toro, not Benicio del Toro, Guillermo del Toro movies. Yeah, because very different del Toro. Reined in. Because he's reined in. <laughs> to me, the problem I have with Hellboy 2 is that they let del Toro loose. You know, he's not reined in by Mignola and his sense and stuff. Like, right. That's that's what I have with Hellboy 2 is that it's it's totally not Mignola Hellboy, and this one is. So it's true to the character, and they found a director that could bring that to life in the most fantastic way possible. I mean, I know there are things that are added, but just the way that they did, like, the BPRD and the, yeah. the library and, the, you know, Abe swimming next to it, that shit's not in the comic books. Right. No way. But it fits into the world that they created, and but it doesn't seem like it's totally wacky. You know, Hellboy sits in a room with a bunch of cats. Um, I don't remember that in the comic books, but to me, that was Hellboy. Like, I got it. Okay, cool. You know, he's a loner. He likes cats. And and you still have uh, David Hyde Pierce as uh, Abe C- as as Abe Sapien. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Whom I have no problem with. Yeah, although I did prefer the voice of this of in the second uh, help. Yes, but they're very close. They they're are. very very yes. close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mind you, the voice in the second one is the actual man in the suit, which 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 yes. helps that Andy Circus. It's nice to actually have him be able to talk. But uh, number twelve for Brandon is X Men: Days of Future Past. Uh, it's a little higher on mine, but uh, it makes sense for it to be where it is uh, for for him. And my number twelve is Iron Man three. Uh, now, Iron Man 3, uh, 
again, I I love it for for what it is. It's as much a spy movie as it is a man in su- in in a suit of armor movie, and I wasn't expecting that going in, but it worked for me, and it really actually built on the character of Tony Stark more than I was expecting this movie to do. And uh, it's a story of redemption. Yes, and it is. How, how do you not like that? Very much so. Yep. Rick, you're number eleven. Man of Steel. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Rick and, and I to agree. All, to all my detractors, I will say, just wait. This movie is deep on so many levels, it will all make sense. Because nobody found it odd that there was a Superman versus Batman so quickly behind the heels of this. Something is up. They've they've got something huge planned. It, it was it was yes. a, it was. I really deep. think Superman Batman is going to make Man of Steel look better. It's yeah. gonna make it's gonna make Man of Steel make sense. Yeah, it was it was a deep movie, yeah. just like the trenches of of the towers that fell during that movie. I mean, and he the will way pay for his sins, the way that uh, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises makes Batman Begins way better after watching those movies and seeing how much it does for the franchise, I think is how Man of Steel is going to be looked back upon once these other movies come out. Because uh-huh. they, you know, you can go on and on about the destruction of Metropolis, but nobody blinks an eye when Batman is literally blowing up cars so that the Batmobile can go through. Be- because, yes. that's, because that's Batman, not Superman. They're very, very There's different th- characters. No, they're not. They, 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 came, they were cast from the same mold. Nah. All right. I mean, whatever. I don't know if I agree <laughs> with you on there, but yeah, I agree with you being high, high on the list. Oh. Uh, Vulture's number 12 was Mystery Men. We've said a lot about that. Yeah. And their number 11, let me pull it up here, is Hellboy. Okay. First one. All right. So that's that's not too bad so far for them, amusingly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Brent, I, I, I know why it is why it is where, uh, where it is on your list. Uh, people want to listen to an episode where we... Yes, we have a whole episode where everyone gangs up on me. <laughs> Even Brandon says he was pro Man of Steel and then turns turncoat that bastard <laughs> by the end leaves me in the dust uh, like all the people in metropolis uh and uh <laughs> i said dust not ashes oh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry it, it, they're similar things so uh, you can imagine why i was thrown and again if uh, if someone wants to pay for my ticket to see that movie that's fine but i ain't spending the money on it uh number 11 we're doing a kick we're doing a, a, don- a paypal donation for you <laughs> Forced to go see it opening weekend. Either, either PayPal or, like I said, if I set up a Patreon by then, I like may just pay we'll... for it myself. But you know, whatever. <laughs> that's that's fine if you want me to talk about it. <laughs> we'll on open the show. up a PayPal to I'll see if I can get my money back. when I send you the money for the the, the uh, DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Uh, no, number eleven uh, for me is uh, also Brandon's number eleven, uh, Captain America, because uh, Captain the first America. One? Yeah, the first one because America. Fuck yeah! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be watch that this Christmas. Yeah, because fuck you, Korea. <laughs> oh wow! Wow! I welcome our new overlords. Yeah. Uh, well, this well this episode and our website just got taken down. So I want to thank everybody for <laughs> listening to Comic Timing while it was around. So much bullshit, man! So much bullshit. The fact that Sony respectfully the illustrious leader. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, no, 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 no. They fucking kowtowed. Let's let's go on this for a second. Yeah. They, while we're talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. 
<laughs> they kowtowed to these hackers who yep. weren't even, you know, if you look at anything about North Korea, like you watch a – Vice did a great documentary about North Korea, not the uh, basketball one, but where uh, the weird basketball guy, I forget his name now, goes to North Korea with Kim Jong-un. I think Kim Jong-il was still alive, and Shane Smith went over to North – they snuck into North Korea and went on all these things – and there was one thing that struck me is like they had a show of their computing power, and it was a bunch of people behind a com- like in a computer lab, uh, on like 1980s machines from war games, and they were saying, "Look how adapted they are, and how fucking good they are at computing," and like they couldn't even move a mouse or click on anything. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think they have the capacity to do this hack. They just found somebody who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew a guy who knew some hackers that could do this shit. And, you know, we, we count out to the hackers. North Korea can't do shit. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's pretty much where they're at. So, you know, the fa- and I think it's going to set uh, – my biggest issue with this is that it's going to set a, a dangerous precedent for any movie going forward at any studio because of this. <laughs> well, Boy, they're going to release the movie. What's your beef? Yeah, well, th- that, well okay. Yeah, no, and not, they're releasing the movie because of such of the – Veritol reaction they've got from people. Yeah, because thanks Obama. Amongst Hollywood and the internet, <laughs> Obama himself. <laughs> you know, if you want to say something, Obama did something for the country, you got the interview to be released. Yeah. You know? Well, the, the, hey, the, the one positive. Oh, yeah, from, he killed bin Laden too. Okay. Well, God. The, the, one, the, one, the one positive yes. from this whole shit show. And employment is down. Is, is that. Uh, it might very well get us closer to Spider-Man being back with Marvel because, with, yeah, baby, <laughs> yeah, because because with all of these uh, these leaked emails and stuff like that, uh, it's looking more and more like Spider-Man might actually be heading back home for the Civil War movie, and if not that, yes. possibly for uh, Infin- Infinity War. So we'll 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 keep a very close eye on that as as time goes forward but I, i'll say real quickly about uh, captain america uh, is that it's a very hopeful movie uh, it 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 captures its time very very well and and that's that's what i appreciate about it plus without the captain america movie we would, we would not have the peggy carter miniseries that's coming to abc and i am very much looking forward to that in a few weeks so. i'm i'm still on the fence about that well, I'm not. Uh, simply because Agents of Shield's first season was so craptastic. Well, however, the Peggy Carter short I enjoyed a great deal. Uh, and I did not. So, well, there you go. then there you go. But we'll- I have yet to see a TV show that had an outstanding first season. Hmm. Actually, uh, lost Hannibal. Oh Jesus Christ! Hannibal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hannibal season one. Yeah, no, straight up, man. Like that was that was um, excellent from from. From the pilot, meh. Yes, <laughs> meh, meh. He says, "Fie on you!" I say. <laughs> <laughs> N- number eleven for for Corey was Spider Man Two, so his his, his his is higher than than mine. Uh, All right, for, I'm for casting Spider-Man. him out of the comic timing listenership right now. <laughs> uh, Corey, please don't leave. Uh, we only have about four <laughs> listeners, uh, so uh, that's that's good on that. And number eleven for you, Brent. Uh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Okay. All right. As as we said. All right. Good. So n- number ten for Vulture. X Men: Days of Future Past. Okay. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
uh, it says, uh, with any luck, superhero franchise will learn one important lesson from the seventh X movie. It's safe to assume the audience already knows who your superheroes are. Okay. There's no hero's journey. It's just wild plot, innovative twists, and fascinating action set pieces who have been in every other... Oh, wait, that's me. Every other X-Men movie since the get-go. You know oh, what's... That was, that was me. Sorry. Okay. They think it's fascinating. I thought we'd have seen it all before. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, like, like, wait, they say better things about Winter Soldier than they do Days of Future Past, and it's, and it's lower. But no, that was just you. Okay. Uh, they, they say it's fascinating from the get-go. I'm saying we've seen all the action set pieces before eh, in well, that movie. Well, eh. Eh, that's what I'll say to that. Eh. Uh, X- listen to the episode. X-Men, X-Men First Class is my number 10, actually, talking about X-Men okay. movies. Talk about a revitalization of a franchise. Right there, that is what X-Men First Class was. After the dreadful X3, they needed something big and something game-changing, and that's what X-Men First Class was. They went back in time, and they gave us at the beginnings of, of, of the X-Men. And while the timeline might be a little bit wonky, uh, Matthew Vaughn put out a stellar, stellar movie that made me care again about the X franchise because I couldn't give two shits after X3 and uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. And You don't like the Juggernaut, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it much better as the original meme that it came from, actually. Hey, so- X3 gave us... Uh- Juno as Kitty Pride. Yeah, you gotta thank it for that. Yeah. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Well, look, there, there were like one or two things in X three that were okay, but everything else sucked balls. What a pre a preteen boy cutting his wings off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes my pain away. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'll just I'll again it it X Men First Class saved the goddamn franchise, and that's why it's in my top ten. No well, question. If it if Yes, I agree. If it first class had not been so well done, you would not have Daisy Future Past with McAvoy and what's the other guy? Fastbender. Fastbender, yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, and Fastbender is one hell of a Magneto. Yes, he is. is. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Number 10 for you, Brent. Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Um, I just, I, I don't know why I put this at the bottom of my top 10, but it's in my top 10 simply for the fact, uh, if nothing else, this movie made me cry as Robin rose in the Batcave and they cut to black. I cried. That, the end of the movie was so emotional for me as a diehard Batman fan mm-hmm. that Batman lived, Batman got a happy ending, Batman was continuing, and the, the guy's name was Robin, and he was in the Batcave, and something rose out of the water. It was so fucking cool. I cried tears of joy. I, I cried too. I'm like, why couldn't you be Tim Drake? <laughs> it's <laughs> um, <laughs> a separate separate issue um, that's why, why if for nothing else to, <laughs> that's why it's in my top 10 hey, for that man. moment yeah. alone and there are, there are other things I like about the movie there are things I dislike about the movie but Catwoman's it's in my great. top 10 because it elicited, it elicited such a reaction yeah. from me Catwoman is fantastic in that movie I love her Good Hathaway Yes, that's some, good, that's some good Hathaway right there. Uh, Rick, what's your 10? My 10, well, I'm going to give you my 9 and 10, which would be Iron Man 1 and Iron Man 3. Okay, good. All right, I'm glad, uh, you, I'm glad, you, didn't, I, I'm glad you didn't say Iron Man uh, uh, 2 there, so that's good. 
Yeah, that it's. I mean, we've talked about both of these movies already, so it just goes without saying. Without Iron Man, you know, none of this would be happening. So, no question. As, as, as far okay. as the, <laughs> why do you disagree? <laughs> I I think Batman Begins has more to do with the tone of the superhero mo- movie universe than Iron Man. Iron, yes, Iron no, Man set no. it off, it's but about without Downey Batman Jr., Begins, nobody cares about Christian Bale. <laughs> at, at this, point, I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about the tone of the film. All right. Well, the the original and Iron Man after the after you know with Robert Downey Jr. it started to skew towards the humor and stuff, which is in the Marvel movies now, fine. Mm-hmm. But without Batman Begins being a success and The Dark Knight and how that shaped up, you wouldn't have the Iron Man. I know Iron Man and Dark Knight came out in the same year, I'm aware. But I'm saying... No, I'm you're... Saying. I mean, look, uh, there, there's, there's certain things about uh, Iron Man that you could say change things for good. When it when it came to superhero movies and the humor is yes. part is part of it, but it's also the the world building that the Iron Man uh, movies get so goddamn well. Yeah, I, I have to agree, but you got to remember too that you're you're dealing with two distinct universes. Mm-hmm. Um, the humor only works in Marvel. Right. It will never ever work in the DC universe, no matter how hard you try. It, it'll work on a small scale on TV. But I, I just, it, it's just not going to work on a big screen. I, I like, there's humor in, in Dark Knight and Dark Knight, and Batman Begins, I think, is the most humorous of them all. The lines that Alfred gives in, in Batman Begins when he breaks the cowl, and I think we need to make him of strongest uh, stuff. So, oh my gosh. Well, if you're going to say that, then I'm going to say the original Begins. Batman trilogy was way funnier. <laughs> not on purpose. For all the wrong reasons. <laughs> No, come on, come on. If you're if you're gonna go with an Alfred that that's funny, at least say the animated series. I'll give you that. All right. I don't know. Michael, like Michael Gale Kane. in the first two Batman movies was much more funnier than Michael Caine. No, you go away. Yeah, you go, Michael you- Gobo was about to die in the first two Batman movies. I'm surprised he lasted until Batman and Robin. If only he had died at the end of like the second one, because then we wouldn't have his fucking daughter. We wouldn't have Bad Girl or his niece or whatever the hell it was. God, I can barely even remember. Uh, Iron Man was Brandon. She wasn't even British. I know. Iron Man was Brandon's number ten, by the way. So, so we we can uh, group that in there. And uh, Thor: The Dark World was number ten uh, for top Corey. ten. Corey, go away, Corey. I'm never going to invite you on this show because we disagree on a lot of things. I, I know. <laughs> I, I look forward to having you on the show, uh, Corey. <laughs> Corey, I am not involved in the inviting of guests on this show. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, occasionally, Brent is, but but not not very often. Uh, we'll, we'll, no, yeah. never. <laughs> Although uh, we, we should again, we should have Jim on uh, sometime soon. So yes, we should. We, Ian has all the connections and friends. I'm just the sidekick. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, the the end of year show, uh, the end of year wrap up will probably be the same uh, people. It, it is every year, so we'll, we'll look forward to that when it happens. But uh, n- number nine from Vulture, Spider Man Two. Okay. Props to them for it being in the top ten for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no props for uh, uh, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brandon's number nine. Uh, here's what they okay, say. Uh, the central conflict is boilerplate mediocrity, but the performances and choreography make this the hands-down most entertaining spider flick to date. 
All right. I, and, you know, I honestly cannot disagree with them for once. That's actually pretty on the money. Number no, number nine from uh, Brandon, by the way, was uh, was The Dark Knight. His, 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 Shame n- on him. Yeah, his number nine is The Dark Knight. Uh, mine is a little bit uh, lower on the list, uh, closer to number one, but uh, not that far from where we are now. But we'll worry about that when the time comes. My number nine... Hey, look at this. It's neither a Marvel or a DC, although there were a few that were uh, non-independent or whatever. Unbreakable. Mm. Hey, uh, and mm. I forgot about that. Hey, you, you growing at that, Brent? I saw it from Blockbuster Video when it was released, and I have not watched it since. So, honestly, it didn't do a lot for me if I haven't watched it since then. M. M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable presents to us a Superman-esque character... That played by Bruce Willis. Played played by Bruce Willis. Is he phoning it in on this movie? He is not. No, he's actually did a good job. Yeah, he's he's actually quite good in this one. uh, As is Sam Jackson as Mr. Glass. Um, Really, what works great about this movie is the self discovery, Uh, and you know you're still even unsure until the very end as to whether or not uh, Bruce Willis is a Superman esque character or whether he's just you know, totally like riding the testosterone to to the level that it needs to go to to, to get him to get him out of situations. But it's also the movie that pulls off Alex Ross-esque visuals better than any movie that I've seen up until this point. Mm. Uh, and especially with some of the uh, with some of the uh, out, out of, Bruce Willis out of the rubble scenes. In Unbreakable, mm-hmm. like you would swear that was like straight out of uh, either a Superman Alex Ross book or Captain America and Earth X, like absolutely visually stunning, and the story itself is actually very well done as well. It's it, it's it's before M Night Shyamalan sucked, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and not far off from when he made this before, movie, if I remember. Just before, yeah, just before, because Signs was good also, and that came after Unbreakable. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's very very well done, and I I wish he had just continued doing Unbreakable movies instead of making The Last Airbender and ruining it. So, <laughs> yeah, there we go with that. Uh, number nine from Mister Gordon. Oh, that was uh, I did nine and ten as Iron Man. You did do nine and ten. You're right. Okay, sorry, I'm I'm catching myself here. Uh, Brent, kick ass. Wow. Okay. Cool. Uh, simply because it was such a breath of fresh air at the time, mm-hmm. um, I super enjoyed it. I super picked that up as soon as it came out on Blu-ray, and I, I watch it a lot. Um, I enjoy Matthew Vaughn. I enjoy the casting. I think uh, you know Aaron Taylor Johnson does a great job. I mean, you listen to that guy in interviews when he's not in character. And he's got like the thickest Cockney British accent. I don't know if it's Cockney, but really, really thick, you know, British accent. Yeah. Not like Cumberbatch, but like street British. <laughs> and he comes off as an amazing American teenager. So, um, just what, a lot of fun. I wonder how his Quicksilver is going to be now. Yeah, yeah. So, just a lot of fun for me. Yep. And uh, and again, Hit Girl. Oh, Hit Girl. Oh, Hit Girl. Yes. <laughs> it's sad. Sad that number two. 
was not as well. Yeah, done. I know. It, it, but I think that has a lot to do with Matthew Vaughn not being involved. I agree with you. Other than a producer. Yeah. That movie, I really liked when I first saw it, but it reminded me of the old Warner Brothers short where Daffy Duck blows himself up on stage. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah. because you can only do it once, and mm. once the novelty had worn off, I, I just couldn't watch it the way I can watch some of these other movies. Well, my my problem with Kick-Ass 2 is uh, it actually kind of became more cartoony. Like it, Yes, it, it very much did. Yeah, and it, it, it following the story of the comic close and yet somehow getting the story of the comic wrong. It yeah, just, it was like way off yeah. in tone. It's just really weird that way because I, I liked Kick-Ass 2 the comic a hell of a lot more than I liked Kick-Ass 2 the movie. So go go figure. Uh, I I already said Brandon's uh, top uh, number nine was Dark Knight. Uh, number nine from Corey Whittle is Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, since I'm too already, soon, yeah. Uh, since number eight uh, is about to be said, I might as well just stick with Corey Whittle's and say the Dark Knight for him. His number seven is shame. also Dark Knight Rises. So he just groups those two together. Shame, shame. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> number eight for Brandon is. The he's uh, Spiderman actually, uh, Jewish Spiderman. That, that is that is his that is his number eight, and <laughs> my number eight. Again, going uh, a little to the left with my picks, Iron Giant. You son of a! <laughs> Excellent choice. Yeah, excellent I, choice. And it almost it almost got away from me, and until until Chris uh, reminded me of it, I'm like, oh yeah, right. How could I not put this on my list? It is, it is the quintessential animated Superman story, almost. You know, like uh, with with all the uh, with all the superhero references in it and, and and stuff like that. It's it's a it's a boy and his dog. It's it's also uh, you know uh, essentially you know Vin Diesel's best acting work. Vin today. Diesel's best acting work uh, right <laughs> right after Groot. You know that that just <laughs> it, it it's it's high up there uh, just for sentimentality's sake and the the saddest ending the saddest saddest ending in a in a in a film, but it it gets the tone of superhero movies so right so goddamn mm-hmm. right and and plus it's so well animated too, Stu- stupendous it, it, it's just it had to be in my top ten there's there's no way it couldn't be. So that, that, there we go. Uh, uh, Iron Giant, uh, number eight. Brent? My number eight, 300. Spartans. Spartans, tonight we dine in hell. Uh, if you don't like 300, get the fuck off my lawn. Um, <laughs> t- it's got there Michael was no movie. Yeah, it does. It does, yeah. There was, there's no movie that had... It was as much fun to watch in theaters and quote after for me on this list as much as there was 300. Mm. Um, I think it's endlessly rewatchable, endlessly quotable. The visuals are fantastic, um, you know, and it's pretty slavish to the comic book, which I respect. Um, but it doesn't, it's not so slavish, or at least it doesn't feel like. Uh, Watchmen does in that way. Yeah. So, if if uh, Zack Snyder had stuck to that slavish level with Watchmen, I think we would have had a better Watchmen movie. Even though I do like that one, um, but 
Watchmen's so revered that I don't think he's he would have been super criticized even more than he was for it if he did anything else with it. So, and and if you and if you want to hear our uh, our review of three hundred, check out Comic Timing episode thirty five from March twenty oh seventh, two thousand seven. Back in the day, yeah, good old Brent Casino, BK's Bullets. And Raph and Juan from Geets Unite on that episode. Oh my gosh. Juan. <laughs> he's still alive. He's in our hearts and minds. He's out there somewhere. He's out there somewhere. You're a trooper, Juan. You're a trooper. We love you, Juan. We miss you. <laughs> and uh, and for that matter, please avoid the sequel, 300 Nights of Summer, or whatever it was called. Yes, uh, that was not as good. 301 Nights of Snowfall, or... I, I really doubt that that Xerxes graphic novel is going to come out at all. I, I doubt <laughs> that it's so supposedly based on. I was like, pretty convenient to be based on a graphic novel that hasn't fucking come out. Yeah. You know? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Rick, what's your eight? Seven and eight, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Cool. In that order. Nice. So, so, so I was going to say, that's one movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Captain America and I'm going to take the a spot. I know it's really good, but damn. <laughs> well, and, uh, I am a Marvel zombie. I have been my entire life. Yep. And that is the reason the top 10 is lining up the way it does for me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I expect Ghost Rider at number one then. No. You shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. Where's Daredevil in this list? <laughs> you just wait. Electra. <laughs> Electra. <laughs> Straight to DVD man uh, thing movie. That Terrence two. Stamp, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so did Smallville. What's that say? Yeah. <laughs> but but th- th- tell us tell us a little bit more about why Cap is where it is for you. What what what, what works for you? Um. <sighs> Iron Man set the stage of the everyman going into the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. I've been a Cap fan for a long time, and he was just one of those people that I could was waiting my entire life to see on the big screen, more so than anybody else. Well, with the exception of Spider-Man, Captain America, I really, really wanted to see on the big screen, mm-hmm. um, only in the hopes that the Falcon would show up, because... As, as a young black boy in the 70s, there weren't a lot of heroes to look up towards. Right. I mean, you had Falcon, you had Luke Cage, you had Black Panther. John Stewart. Uh, <laughs> was that the 80s? I don't know. He's a Marvel zombie, yeah, damn it. That was, that, was, that was later on, and he was just like, he was only- Brother Voodoo? I, well, I, I, <laughs> my, my John Stewart story, I actually talked about it in the last episode, it was a Christmas story, and the only reason he became Green Lantern in that story was because Hal Jordan slipped in the bathtub, knocked himself out. Yep. The ring immediately <laughs> popped off of his finger, and instead of protecting him like it should have, <laughs> and, and, and sought out the first, you know, the first swinging dick that he saw, John Stewart, boom. <laughs> So if I was Hal Jordan, <laughs> might be time to trade in the ring for something a little more loyal. Yes, yeah, seriously, not as loyal as a cat. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that's when Hal. That's Ju- how they should do the Green Lantern reboot in the first episode of Justice League. I've, you see <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds slip in the shower. <laughs> <slipping> in the- <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to whatever black guy they cast as John Stewart. Oh, yeah, LeVar Burton. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Kunta Lantern. 
I think Lavar's a little I, I old just, and out of shape. I've yeah. I've always loved Cap, um, and it's just timing to me is everything. And I think with what's going on right now mm-hmm. is very similar culturally to what was going on in the mid '70s. So yeah. I think the timing is right for a Captain America type character. Oh yeah, especially Winter Soldier too. With, mm-hmm. with with all the uh, the espionage and yeah, the distrust of the government that's rampant right now, mm-hmm. the the jingoistic patriotism, fascism, it's it all it all works for me definitely. All right, Vulture's uh, number eight. Yeah. Vulture's number eight is Punisher War Zone. What? What? Good Lord, is this <laughs> a one? <laughs> now let's read from the good book. Good Lord, is this a wonderful little movie? Uh, I have to recommend that you watch the movie itself and bask in its bonkers <laughs> B-movie glow because odds are you haven't seen it. It has nothing to do with the 2004 Punisher movie, bears little resemblance to any other superhero film, and it's somehow both thrilling and deliberately hilarious. Bite me. <laughs> oh, man. What's their, what's their seven? Let's get that out of the way before we talk about things we like. This is a slideshow. It's got a load. Superman Returns. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Number seven. (laughs) Not even Raph would put it at number seven. Do you want to just do you want to just finish the Vulture top ten for a good laugh? (laughs) (laughs) Not as well. No, 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 no. Let's 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 let this go as 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 it goes on. When you start picking a scab, you got to take the whole thing off. You can't just. Oh dear! Superman returns. What 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 can their possible reasoning be for this? Um, I like a couple of scenes. I already moved on to six. Hold on. Okay. Uh, James Mars did it. But after pressure from a friend, I gave the movie a second chance oh, during no. a midnight viewing on DVD. You've said and enough. Reveled its treasures. You've said enough. You've said enough. Midnight viewing on DVD either means drunk or high or a combination of both or just deliriously tired. Uh-huh. So no wonder you liked it because yeah. you were out of your fucking mind. For real. Just like Raph. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I, I tell this story to this day. It took uh, Raph yes, about seven times. Yes, the last times. line is Kevin Spacey. Wrong. <laughs> it took That's Raph about says. seven times seeing that movie to realize it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think like four or five of those times were after we told him how terrible it was on one of these episodes. Yeah, basically. Uh, number I think s- maybe maybe we told him how terrible it was, and he went and rewatched it just to <laughs> prove that we were wrong. And every time he rewatched it, his heart for uh, just like the Grinch grew a little smaller, a little smaller for <laughs> Superman Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. I uh, want to watch it tonight. <laughs> no, number seven for me is The Dark Knight. Uh, it, it had to be in my top ten. Uh, it it almost got a little bit lower, but it, it it is at least in my top ten. As much for for Batman as it is for Joker. Unlike the top five, oh, top five at least. It's number seven for me. Uh, I, I shame, it, shame. It is where it is, man. It is where it is. You're it, fired it, from being the host of the show. I'm hereby firing you. Okay, okay. You can go to start comic timing part two with Corey Little if you want. Okay, that's that, you're, you're done. <laughs> that's that's terrific. Who pays the hosting bill? Um, so uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, w- I will say that uh, the Joker is absolutely breathtaking. In this movie, uh, the performance is totally the type of Joker that I wanted to see on the screen. He's menacing, he's vicious, and he's unruly. 
and he's also biting. Like he's, he, his humor is there, but it's a biting type of humor. It's not a slapstick humor. And that's the Joker that I grew to appreciate in the comics, and that's absolutely the Joker that we have here in The Dark Knight. And uh, Christian Bale puts it puts in another great performance, and something that I was very happy to see is the one character that shows up in all three movies, Mr. Killian Murphy as, as Scarecrow. He's in all three movies, and he, he plays a, a very good part in the in the beginning scene I mean, here. He's not the Dark only Man. character. Batman and Alfred are also in all three movies, right? But he's the only villain that 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 shows up in all three movies. You know, okay. and, and yes, so so does uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman's in all three movies, as does Commissioner Gordon. All right, fine. So he's the the only villain who shows up in all three movies. God damn it, you know what I meant. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Dark Dark Knight is is a terrific movie. It's well shot as well, and uh, they make Chicago into Gotham. Uh, after it wasn't in the first movie and isn't really in the third, which is still kind of weird to me. But eh, I mean, they shot in Chicago for the first movie, but the Batman Begins they still they did a lot of CGI to make it their own. Yeah, they did. And then by the second movie, they were just like, "Fuck it, we're not yeah. spending money on these shots." I know. Like, like let's just <laughs> let's just make it Chicago and change some signs. Just just yeah. like let's film a scene in Dark Knight Rises at, at, at Wall Street in in New York and not even change the subway signs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they weren't allowed. I don't know. <laughs> Please. But uh, no, no, Dark Knight is great, and it, it definitely deserves to be in my top ten. No question about it. Uh, number seven for you, Brent. Number seven, Cap Winter Soldier. Nice. Just inventiveness launched a million memes. My favorite is one of the little kids going around now telling Santa in his ear, Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> and also the movie that made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. better. Yes, the only thing that could have made Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. better is this movie. <laughs> so we have a lot to thank for it for that. Um, I think uh, this movie was great. It was very enticing. I loved when we got Zola. I was jumping up and down in my seat when the guy started talking, and everybody else is like, what the, what is this? And I'm like, it's Zola! It's Zola! Like, it's not Krang. It's not, you know, like, from TMNT. It's not a guy with a talking robot head. But they found a way. I love that way. there's only, like, one or two people in the theater that get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Zola. They found he's on a way to do it. They it's, found a way to do it, which is what I liked so much about this movie. It's Commodore Falcon 64 was Zola. Falcon was the best. I mean, Anthony Mackie. He, I hope he does some some bigger and better movies after yes. this because, I mean, her, her locker had a good performance with another Avenger in that movie, mm-hmm. but this was just he's by far the best part of that movie. He'll Anthony be Mackie. he'll be in Civil War, I guarantee you. So I, I hope they use him and the Falcon a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah. he's mm-hmm. in Age of Ultron, yeah. at least, for a little bit. I hope please. so. I really hope so. He deserves to be an Avenger, period. I mean, if War Machine's in it, throw a Falcon in it, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. No question. No question. Because Falcon was way better than War Machine ever was. <gasps> in the movies. Gasp! Oh, okay. <laughs> War Machine painted his armor like the flag and then lost it. <laughs> He's not a very good superhero. (laughs) He's not a very good superhero. Number seven is Iron Man 3 for Brandon. So high up there uh, for him, and I somewhat agree with that. Can we go back to War Machine? War Machine started off, and he got his suit taken over, remote-controlled by Justin Hammer in the first movie. Then in the second movie, he just straight up loses his suit. He's not a very good superhero. No, he's not. And that's not a very good Iron Man pilot. And that's why in Iron Man 3, Tony didn't program a suit for him. (laughs) (laughs) Because he don't deserve it. (laughs) 
Corey, Corey Little uh, chooses Dark Knight Rises as his number seven, so he actually likes Dark Knight Rises more than The Dark Knight, which is good for you, Corey. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> That's the only one. Thanks, thanks for being a listener, buddy. We love you. Uh, <laughs> See you there. No number uh, number six for him, by the way, is Captain America: The First Avenger. So that's that's on his list as number six. Uh, what is on Vulture's list for number six? Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. Okay. Huh? Wow. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. Okay. I right. can't believe I'm saying this, but Seth MacFarlane is straight up delightful as the voice of a suit filled with sentient German ectoplasm. I can't believe he's saying it either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear Lord! Like do they, ha- I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Like I would ask about more of their opinion on that. It's just I, I cannot foresee how that would be where it is on somebody's list. I just can't. Uh, they said it's better than the first because it had more of what worked and less of what hadn't. They got rid of John Myers the movie's audience surrogate from the first movie, mm-hmm. and Hellboy's textbook Crisis of Confidence. Right. Instead, we got more steampunk gadgets and supernatural bazaars, along with heaping helpings of charming dialogue from Ron Perlman, Selma Blair, and Jeffrey Tambor. All right. I mean, I like Hellboy the Golden Army. It's just sure as hell not the sixth best movie. Eh, oh, well. Uh, number six, by the way, on Brandon's list is Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's where he puts that on his list. Rick, what is your number six? The Avengers. Nice. And the reason is it, it was the first movie for me that proved that multiple heroes can work mm-hmm. on the big screen yep. without being ridiculous because all of their backstories were already established. There's very little exposition. It's just straight on pulled right out of the, the, the pages of a comic and I like that absolutely yeah and uh, some of the best fight scenes as well mm-hmm. and most importantly and, and sprinkled with just enough humor to work yeah and most importantly they actually try to save civilians fuck you Man of Steel uh, let me uh... <laughs> Brent Brent what's your what's your what's your number six my number six is Blade 2 also directed by Guillermo del Toro <laughs> nice <laughs> um I, I I don't I, a lot of people don't talk about this movie. I I think it's it's the best Blade movie that was made. Um, Del Toro yeah. adds enough craziness to ratchet up the vampires, the fucking maniac looking jaws that split in half and mm-hmm. open up like a uh, cobra hood or whatever. It's just insane. Um, and also, there's also Ron Perlman. Thank you, Ron Perlman. Yep. Uh, doing his due diligence and making this movie better, um, and Wesley Snipes is just fun. I think he finally he settled into the role, and they made him more of a, a smarmy person than the super serious guy who was in the first one. You did say Guillermo del Toro this time, right? Not being yes, not I did. Good, just yes, making sure. Yes. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that is the only time I've ever mixed them up. <laughs> Promise. Well, my my number six, The Incredibles. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a Pixar movie that uh, gets the Fantastic Four better than every single Fantastic Four movie, <laughs> and uh, it, it also ha- it also has a terrific and future Fantastic Four movie. You're damn right. That movie's gonna suck. Nobody should go see it. Uh, 
I, I, that that is that should actually be the new slogan for comic timing. Like I want to I want to drill that into people's heads. You do not see this Fantastic Four movie. It needs to tank. It needs. Doom is not a hacker. You know, that just makes the Tim Story Fantastic Four movies in such a better light. Yeah. He may not have lived in Latveria, but at least he was a businessman, multi-billion-dollar mogul. Yeah, you're right. Not a computer hacker. And and by the way, I'll bring up that uh, that your good old buddy and Jessica Jim, Alba is way hotter than uh, whoever they cast this time. Your, your good old buddy Jim writes, uh, and, and it's uh, Mara, uh, not not uh, not Kate Mara. Is it Kate Mara? Kate Mara. I Kate think it's Mara. Mara. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, no, Jim, that hot. Jim wound Ugh. up writing on the. Uh, not sure if technically a superhero movie, but Chronicle was pretty epic. Talking about Fantastic. It does War. count. It does count. Yeah, it does. It does count. It's just, yeah, Chronicle's great. I just don't want it to be a Fantastic Four movie, which it seems, looks like it's going to be. Um, but no, the the Incredibles. Uh, it's it, it's it's in it's just it's it's genuine fun. It's it's exciting. Uh, the the animation holds up to this day, and it gets everything about. It's got super- heart. It yeah, exactly. It has heart. It gets everything that I love about superheroes right. And uh, it it also uh, captures the family aspect that uh, many uh, superhero team movies miss. And yes, it helps. Most importantly, it. makes a good point about capes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. No capes. No capes. You want to wind up dying in a jet engine? Wear a cape. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I very much look forward to the sequel that should be coming in the next, you know, 10 years from the looks of it. Thanks, Pixar. But uh, we're... <laughs> How Cars 2 got greenlit over Incredibles. Oh, right? Know. Yeah. But Brad, Brad, yeah. Brad Bird says he's says he's working on, uh, on the sequel now, so maybe we'll get it in the next five years or so. But either way, The Incredibles is a terrific movie. If you have not seen it, what is wrong with you? Go see it. It's totally totally wonderful we have reached our top five we've also reached vulture's top five what do they have to say number five batman begins all right they're starting to make sense again but from batman begins his first shot with its two note theme music and barely visible logo you could see that nolan had a novel idea let's do a superhero movie that's a movie first and a superhero story second okay it's pretty much the best line from that yeah, and it's probably the best line from that entire article. Um, <laughs> my my number five, X Men: Days of Future Past. Now, what 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 works for me for this movie is that it takes everything that I love from the reboot, the quote unquote reboot or soft reboot or whatever you want to call it of X Men First Class, and then combines it with the established X franchise. Brian Singer gets his way. And winds up essentially fixing everything. So it makes more fucking sense. And nobody died stupidly in X3. <laughs> That's really all I wanted. <laughs> That's all I wanted. It, uh, oh, it makes, so, it makes me so happy. It makes me You love this joy. movie the way people used to love superhero crossovers. Just because it mixed and mashed everything you love. You're damn right it does. I, come on. I, I love... I love Time travel, boom, that's right there. I love alternate realities, boom, that's right there. I love overly buff Wolverine, boom, that's right there. 
I love the Terminator movies. That's right there because the plot is essentially the Terminator, and uh, and and it's a it, and they do a very good job of capturing the seventies as well. Uh, plus, uh, heroin addict Professor Xavier was very well done in the, in this movie. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it, it it's great. It's I it, it has me very much looking forward to Apocalypse, and uh, it it continued the X franchise on the right track by mixing and matching everything that I love from either and getting James McAvoy to meet Patrick Stewart on screen was totally worth the price of admission. So X-Men Days of Future Past, number five. Uh, Brandon's number five is Spider-Man 2. Uh, we've, we've talked plenty about that, and uh, I'm sure Rick's going to have a lot more to say about that very, very soon. So, Brent, what's your number five? Batman Begins. Top right. five. Wow, so you actually agree with the article. Uh, I agree with what they said. Uh, our placement may have been uh, not agreeable, but uh, coincidental. Okay. Um, look, the more and more I've as as I have rewatched Batman Begins, the better affection for it I have. Um, Bruce Wayne is is a fully developed character, uh, and yes, he has character growth throughout the movie, which you can say less and less about in the later Batman films. Right. I think the villain is one of the strongest villains. Ra's al Ghul, Liam Neeson, the twist and all that. And you still have Ken Watanabe doing a great impersonation. Uh, and there's just a lot of things in this in Batman Begins I loved. You know, the the thing about making people, you know, intimidation and fear while they're making the batarangs. Just, you know, it, it got, to me, the, the way that the movie played out, it felt like they knew what Batman was and they got the heart of Batman right. Which is more than you can say about the Schumacher Batmans, or you know, it, it felt like the heart of this Batman was very similar to the animated one that we got from the WB in the nineties. Effort. Yeah. Tim. 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 What's his name? Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. <laughs> Bruce Tim. Bruce, Bruce Tim. Tim. Excuse me. I got I got one name right. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good with names. Yeah, you got you got his last name right as his first name. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> and by the way, number five for uh, for Corey is the original Iron Man movie. So that there there we go for his number five. Uh, and uh, number four would be Iron Man two from him. Number four for Brandon would be my number four. So I'm going to talk about it right now. The Avengers. It. Had to be in my top five, no question about that. But uh, just about everything that Rick that Rick said about it is on the money. That it's that it's it proved that you can put together a huge crossover like this. That you could put a whole bunch of heroes together into one bag and make it work. And Joss Whedon made this movie work. Everyone had the right amount of screen time, the right chemistry. They built upon what came before it. And it was a culmination of Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, and the bits of Black Widow that we saw before that, as well as the like one scene of Hawkeye and, and Thor. But either way, this was the team. This was Earth's Mightiest Heroes, bar none. And they, they took on a threat that only they could take on, and they saved the damn world in the process. And I was happy for it. Plus... My biggest geek out moment in the theater since have you heard of the Avengers initiative was Thanos' face on that screen. And then 
everybody else in the theater being like, who the fuck is that? Because nobody else has, uh, has read Marvel comics. But at my row was, was absolutely giddy and I was giddy seeing it. And that was just totally worth the price of admission right there to, to get that excitement at the end of the movie and, and, uh, and everything else in it too. Shawarma, man. Shawarma. We went for shawarma after that movie. Best post, nice. best post movie meal I had was me and a whole bunch of my friends walking down Second Avenue until we found a shawarma place in 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 New York and had ourselves shawarma for dinner afterwards. And that shawarma tasted extra sweet, thanks to the Avengers. So Ooh, nice number four right there. Boom, Rick. All right, I'm gonna give you my top five because I've got a jet. But- okay. We mentioned it before. It's all five Spider-Man movies. Now, it's going to go in this order. Um, Amazing 2, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. Uh, Wait, which one is the top of your list? um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay, so Spider-Man 3 is the bottom. Right. Of your Spider-Man list. Okay, thank God. Right. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, it's still in your top five. It distresses me, but go ahead. I, I, I knew going in to Spider-Man Amazing 2, what was going to happen. The only reason I went to that movie was to see the reaction of my kids and my wife. And it, it, it really, it gave them a wallop. It really hit them, all of them. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because that's the effect that it had for me. That's what got me into comics. Yeah. So it was kind of a sense of closure for me. Uh, Spider-Man 2, I thought was, Probably the best movie out of the group. Um, it had a little bit of everything that I liked. Um, enough said about that. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man. It's the movie that started it all. It right. got people interested in superheroes. More so than the X-Men. I agree. Um, has name recognition. Um, spawned an empire of merchandise. And to this day... There will probably always be Spider-Man movies being made, whereas I cannot say that for any other franchise other than maybe Batman. You know? Yeah. Um, Amazing. It was a reboot, and it was more or less the ultimate version, so not not so much for me. Mm. I'm an old-timer. I'm an old Bronze Ager, so... But I I enjoyed it, and oddly enough... My dad really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. It made a lot of sense to him um, that he did not have organic web shooters, and I have to agree with him on that. Yeah, Spider-Man 3, to me, yeah, it had its issues, but there, were, there was just something about it that I could see behind the flaws. <laughs> As massive as they were, it needed to and be I two saw movies. the potential. It needed to be I two saw... movies. Period. Oh well, yeah. It, it, again, I'm a Bronze Ager. To me, Venom is is not a real character. He he makes as much sense to me as Hydro Man does. So I dismiss him totally. <laughs> I would have excised him from that movie completely. Yeah. Everything was. I love the Sandman. I love how it was done. I don't like how the fact Hydro that Man he was different in... than Sandman. To uh, me, they're the same. Came... He came 30 years later. That's that's the difference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like the fact that they tied him into Peter's uncle's murder. Oh, that was that, stupid. That yeah. didn't make any lame. sense. I love the casting of Bryce Dallas Howard. I love the casting of Jimmy Cromwell as Captain Stacy. Yes. To me, 
I was looking forward to the sequel to see Captain Stacy get killed. Yeah. And then eventually Gwen, but that was never to pass. Mary Jane. They would have killed Mary Jane. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, oh, that would have been great. Um, hey, you can't what? fault the rain scene. Spider-Man 1. <laughs> Man, that gave little teenage me so many happy days. <laughs> Not the upside-down kiss part, the leading up to it. Oh, yeah. That, that movie had so much potential, and it was just squandered. And I really, in, in my heart of hearts, I, I felt that Sam Raimi just had this project wrested from his hands. And some studio suit just, you know, this is what we have to do. Yeah. This is what we have to do. And yeah. I... And I'm so glad they got hacked because of that. I was I loved that there was I love that there was at least one studio email that came from this leak that they were actually somewhat considering getting Sam Raimi back. And I'm like, do you honest to God think that Sam Sam Raimi, after all the shit you put him through, would say yes at this point? <laughs> yeah. No. Come on. Yeah. But so just so number one for you is Amazing Spider Man two? Yes. Yeah, of all time. I, and honestly, yeah. I, honestly, I for the wallop. Yeah, I can I can see okay. that. I can see that specifically for Rick. I mean, knowing knowing his love for Spider Man, knowing his love for old because school Spider Man. Think about it this way, Brent. This is that scene. It, it was death, a great scene. The, that was one of the better parts well, of the no, movie no, no. for me. The, the death of Gwen Stacy is what got me into comics. Yeah. Okay. Period. I, yeah. And this is it. the first time that it is outside of the comics that it has ever appeared. And it did it so well. They really oh, did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I got I got douche chills when they, you know, were showing the bridge in the background. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just I love you. It's like, oh, well, and then they they pulled me right in, and I knew what was going to happen. But I sat there. It was like watching the Titanic. Yeah. You know, audible I, I gasps in the a, theater. I could give a shit about the whole Kate Winslet Leonardo DiCaprio. I wanted to see it hit the iceberg. I wanted to see that fucker sink, and that's what happened. Yeah. I wanted to see Gwen die, and yeah. she died. Mm-hmm. Horrible. Yeah, and, and I mean, like, like I just said, man, audible gasps in the theater. I've not, heard, I do not hear audible gasps in the theater very often. Yeah, dead silence, yeah. dead silence, because no, the audience no. was not ready for that, and that's why I wanted to see it in the theater as opposed to just buying it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I wanted to get the audience reaction, and it was visceral. It yeah. was amazing. Real quick before before you need to go, Rick, and, uh, and then uh, Brent and I will do our uh, the rest of our top five. Any honorable mentions you wanted to go, get out there? Uh, yeah, Guardians, because I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, I know there was a couple of others that I uh, – the Blade movies, because for me, if it wasn't for <laughs> – Here's how my t- the timeline goes in my head. Yeah, if it wasn't for Blade, mm-hmm. we would, we wouldn't have had um, X Men. Mm. We didn't have X Men. We wouldn't have had Daredevil. If we didn't have Daredevil, <laughs> none of this would have happened. Oh man, I was hoping you were not going to name near Daredevil. Now listen, it, it's and it's not because of content. It's because of what they were trying to achieve technologically. Right. None of this would have worked five years earlier. Yeah. Uh, the technology had to progress to a point where you could make a person seem like he's doing something supernatural and you don't want to you don't want to risk that on your a characters so yeah put daredevil if it fails it fails nobody gives a shit except for the handful of daredevil fans out there but for god's sake you're not going to do it with spider-man you're going to do it with catwoman work out the kinks and then graduate it up to something else yep 
And on that note, uh, Rick, uh, give everybody uh, where they can find you on the interwebs. You can find me on YouTube. Just look for the Pop Cult Online Power Hour, which is a video podcast that I do weekly with Malibu Bob Reeds Hall. And we talk about basically what we've been talking about now. Nice. And uh, yeah, you see me around. You know, look on Facebook, Pop Cult Online, and yep. uh, and and they'll find you back here on occasion as well. Oh hell yeah! Damn, skipping man. And uh, for that yeah. for that matter, most of my Mondays these days are free, man. So give me a holler. Oh, we got to get you on the show. You damn skip it. All right. All right. Have a good night, my man. It's been fun, gentlemen. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right take thank care. you, Rick. All right. Bye. So, Brent, what is your number four? Number four, Iron Man. Iron Man. Humor, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Terrence Howard. <laughs> Who? <laughs> who, who did he play? What are you talking about? You know, I think it's still so funny that that guy is such a prick. <laughs> he, he was the, the actor that got paid the most on yeah. the first Iron Man movie, yep. and he wasn't even number one on the call sheet, and he thinks he did such a good job that, that, that he, he deserves a raise yeah. for Iron Man 2. <laughs> And he's a supporting motherfucking character. This guy's getting paid more than Downey. I know. What a dumbass. <laughs> Although I am looking now forward to him. Now he's starring in television on Fox. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I'm looking forward to him on Empire, which they had to change the logo for because it looked too much like Boardwalk Empire's logo. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I'll give that a shot. I, li- I, don't, I like Taraj P. Henderson more than I like uh, Terrence Howard as an actress. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, I know Terrence Howard's an actor, not actress, but I really like Taraj B. Henderson, so I want to see what she does. I am actor. Yeah, but but, but come on, man. I mean, the, the, the stuff that, that 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 movie got 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 right, man. It, it's got to be well, in some of these top. The five. practical Iron Man suit, the Mark One, mm-hmm. for that alone, yeah. you know, bravo! Oh, oh my god, with the flamethrowers oh. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I mean, they had they had a lot of practical stuff for. Uh, the Mark Three as well, and and I think Mark Two. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's uh, only until like Iron Man Two or Three that they did like a lot of more digital stuff. Although, although I do like the uh, what was it, what was it, that laser that he can only do once because he only actually had one cartridge. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know that at least that makes sense. Like he can't magically you know grow more lasers, man. <laughs> uh, n- number four for Corey was Iron Man Two. So, <sighs> yeah, I know. And then Iron Man Three is his number three. Yeah, so it's, a, it's Iron Man 5, Iron Man 2, 4, Iron Man 3, 3 for him. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, you know. He must be a big Iron Man fan like Rick is Spider-Man. Yeah, which which is perfectly acceptable, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Number three for, disagree. Number three for me. Uh, number four oh, for right. Vulture was The Incredibles. Okay, all right. Good. So, you know, we're, we're getting back at a more sensical line yeah here it's just it, the rest of their list is this is the, it's the well part. um i i will say that there it doesn't you know don't think that they've saved themselves yet oh what's their number three number three the avengers all right okay that's good that's good i think we've already talked enough about the avengers yes my number my number three is uh did you do your number four uh i i did actually it was the avengers avengers okay my number three is spider-man 2 okay um, hands down, best Marvel film, other than the other one I'm going to mention. Um, <laughs> no spoilers on that one. All right. 
I think he could figure it out. Um, it's not a Marvel film; really it's a Sony like, film. What are you talking about? Uh, no, 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 no. I, the, the uh, okay, <laughs> Spider Man Two. I really like Spider Man Two. I really like Doc Ock. I think he's the best. Yeah. Marvel villain that's been in any Marvel movie. Um, he's high up there. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the in the, even in the modern ones, he's the most well developed villain out of any Marvel characters film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Loki is number two on yeah. that list. Right. Um, that's how high I think this Doc Ock is, and that has a lot to do with the performance and the relationship to him and Peter. And and it's also the one that made the redemptive villain thing that they had going on in these movies, or even just in action movies and stuff too, where they're like, "Oh, I want to reverse my waves." They did it the best here. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And everything before this was crap for that <laughs> cliche, and everything after this was crap for that cliche. Right, Spider-Man 2 did it the best. That's another reason why I wish they hadn't have killed him off. You know? That that, that yeah, there would have been a chance for, that, for him to come back. For me, though, I think they realized that people are not going to want to go see a sequel with the same villain. Yeah. So if you're not planning on doing like a, a Sinister Six team-up movie at that time... Mm-hmm. You're just going to say, well, we need to defeat the villain, and we're going to move on. We know we're going to move on to the next one because we have so many villains in our stable that we want to explore. Right. So I think it makes sense that in all of these movies, before they started doing this team-up shit, that you know they're, they're killing them off. Yeah. So many villains. I mean, even we're doing the team-up stuff, and Marvel villains have still died. You know. And, and In fact, they had so many villains they wanted to show off, they put three of them in the third movie, which is always a brilliant idea and never kills a franchise okay yeah you're number two my number three i haven't i'm number three my number three excuse I, me excuse i me. am groot guardians guardians, guardians of the galaxy uh, it's number three for me everything that the avengers did right Aven- uh, guardians of the galaxy did right and in my opinion slightly better um there's there's a genuine sense of uh teamwork in this movie and it all comes together naturally that's 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 what's great you know it, it yes it is you know right place at the right time but by the end of the movie the guardians are a tight-knit almost family you know they're together for the long haul that's what's so goddamn great about it uh groot is Superb. I mean, you know, there's a reason I like the Iron Giant, and 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 you know, that's that's Groot in this movie. You know, he provides the I I, I don't even know how to put it right here. Just the grounding uh, for 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 the movie uh, and the comic relief along with Rocket. Rocket is done terrific. I mean, for for fuck's sake, Marvel gave us a talking raccoon and it worked. Like, what? It was Bradley Cooper, which I had doubts about. Yeah, I know. I mean, I got, I'd gotten so used to him being Australian from, uh, like, Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff like that that I was fully expecting him to get another Australian guy, but they got Bradley Cooper, and, and it worked out quite well. And uh, they could have been uh, Larry the Cable Guy. That would have been worse. Oh, dear sweet Lord, no. <laughs> and they made uh, Chris Pratt into a sex symbol. They did that. The schlubby guy from Parks and Rec. They made that happen. Hey, he was not schlubby on Everwood. I knew he was a hunk right. the whole time. Yeah, he just had to give up Love the highest beer. <laughs> it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. It really is. Take it from me. But 
but yeah, oh, oh, they they did such a damn good uh, job here, and and they built upon what happened before. You know, we got more Thanos in this, even though yes, he's still in a fucking chair. Uh, but uh, uh, he wasn't in a chair in Avengers; he was standing. You're right. He was. He I was believe. standing, and then he sat down for Guardians of the Galaxy. He never. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, the Avengers were more important, so they deserved a standing Thanos. Yeah. And, uh, and and Ronan uh, slash Lee Pace was was quite good as well, and uh, just o- overall, I was very satisfied with the, with this, and uh, it, it had a a lasting impact on me, and I could watch it forever. Plus, the best damn soundtrack! Like, come on, please. Yes, uh, the fact that Google gave it away for free, I was like, yes, please. Yeah, I, I immediately that awesome. downloaded that shit. I, I wish I'd, I'd been able to get the uh, the tape. That came out on uh, on on Black Friday. I actually yeah. was tempted to go find it, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Except I don't have a tape player. I, I can find one. I I, th- in fact, I think I think I still have a working one at my mom's place, if I remember correctly. Brandon's number three was X two X Men United. Go figure. And uh, number two from Vulture, Dark Knight. Okay. That's that. Well, all right. They're they're redeeming themselves still. I I I can't possibly think that their number one is going to make us upset or anything. So that's this is this is this is great. This is great so far. That's good. Dark Knight. I I can accept that. I can fully accept that. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, number two for me is the Avengers. Cool. Um, I you know I I still have some problems with the Avengers. I think it's a really slow start. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, once we get past the helicarrier scene, which is like halfway through the movie, for crying out loud. <laughs> Then we're off to the races, yeah. and it's that it's really that final battle scene that that puts us at number two for me. Between the tracking shot where they're going from Avenger to Avenger, between yep. Hawkeye's wild, crazy arrow and Hulk coming out of the mouth of this giant dragon serpent monster and climbing you know, the building, the puny god line. We yeah. have a Hulk. Yep. All that stuff. Just you know, it it didn't. It hasn't gotten better than that in terms of a walloping good time at the movies yet. Yeah. So interesting that you bring up, you know, we have a Hulk after posting that image, this comic timing Facebook. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was amusing. <laughs> after all the Sony stuff, it gave me a good chuckle. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. yeah. Um, it, ma- it makes yeah. sense for it to be where it is on anybody's list, man. I mean, Avengers means a lot to a lot of people. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Joss Whedon, again. And- the success of this gives us all of those, you know, the 29 Marvel movies they announced last month. Jeez, man. <laughs> oh but but by the time, by the, time uh, the Infinity War Part 2, what year is that? It's like 2019 or 2018. 2019. 2020. I don't know. I think it's like 2019, yeah. Let's see. Infinity War Part 2. I'm waiting for it to come up here. Isn't it like, I think it's 2018 and 2019 because Inhumans is 2020. Yeah, it, it, it is 2019 that that movie is coming out. So I, I I will be 38. Wait, no. Wait, is that right? Is that right? I'm, I'm, wait, no, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm 30 now. I'm sorry. I'm 30 now. So sorry. That's in five I was gonna years. You're aging a lot faster I'll, than the years I'll go be, I'll be 35. Yeah. I will be thirty-five when that when that movie comes out. That is, I will not be thirty-five. I will be in my thirties. All right, yeah, it's October twenty-eighth, uh, twenty fourteen. So that that, that 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 was updated to, to be October. Out. Uh, no, that's when they announced that it was that's coming gotta out. That's got to be so, wrong. Yeah, May third, twenty nineteen. Okay, that sounds much better. All right, so number two for Brandon was Captain America: Winter Soldier. And number two for Corey was The Avengers. 
number one for Corey is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. My number two is Captain America, the Winter Soldier, as is Brandon's. Uh, so there we go. Captain America, the Winter Soldier, every single thing that Captain America did right, this did better. And for that matter, everything the Avengers did did right, I feel this did better. Uh, we got more out of Black Widow in this movie than we did in the entire Avengers movie. Uh, yes, this made me love her. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, totally the team building that I needed from her, the the personality that I needed from her, we got here. And uh, it it launched the next phase of of Marvel, period. You know, with, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Shambles, uh, great Nick Fury uh, moments in, in Winter Soldier, uh, a, whole, a whole lot more to do out of Maria Hill in this movie, and the Winter Soldier himself, menacing and at the same time, almost depressing <laughs> you know knowing knowing who who it was i mean that bucky moment for any for any, anybody in the again it's another theater moment for me because anybody who was at the theater that didn't know about this going up to it like they're they were like oh no they didn't you know along, along and my wife lines. was like what yeah like oh shit we get more Sebastian Stan. Yay, he's hot. <laughs> Which he is. He's, he's a very attractive. Nine man. movie contract. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which means he better show up in uh, in Civil War. Like, Future Captain America to me. He probably will. Chris's be. is up. Yeah. And and Falcon. I, everything Rick said about Falcon is totally the case in this. Like they made him a believable uh character that I I need to see more of. Like and the way they pulled off his wings. Like holy crap, that was brilliant. Yeah, that was really neat. Yeah, like oh, he he keeps saying like, oh yeah, no, I I flew, I flew in the army, I flew in I'm the a army. Pilot. I'm, I'm a, a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. Like oh 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 oh, that's what he meant. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, no, it's more like that's what he meant. Holy, like, yeah, weird. But yeah, I, I I fucking love this movie, and I could watch it again and again. It's it's totally excellent, and uh, that's that's Winter Soldier for me. Number n- numero dos. Brent? Uh, number one for Vulture. <sighs> Unbreakable. Okay. I don't know if I can have that as my number one. I I, I mean, I, I like the movie. I mean, it, it, it made my top ten. Just having that as my number one would just be... I'm really curious about this movie now because I've only seen it once. Yeah. And I don't think it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't seen it since. I remember it being good, but I don't remember it being like fantastic or number one on any list see it again see it again i mean maybe now that you're older you might actually have a a a better opinion on it uh just because it it is a movie that ages well uh from what i remember about it uh just uh again i don't think it would be a number one on my list either but you know then again this entire list has been kind of bunk but uh yeah (laughs) but yeah well another movie that ages well Planes, trains, and automobiles. I saw that for the first time tonight on Netflix. Oh yeah! Holy God, that movie's hilarious. Nice, nice. I, I, I might try to uh, put that in in, in as one of my uh, Christmas movies to watch. Maybe Thursday. Oh man, it is. It was. I was crackling. I was cackling. Yeah, cackling. So Brandon's number one is Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which again, which <laughs> no. again is questionable for me, just because whether or not it is a superhero movie. I love the movie. I absolutely love Scott Pilgrim, and I can watch it. I've watched it like five times. I've watched it maybe even six times. Great movie, but it's not number one. It doesn't deserve to be number one. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it is for me either. But you know, that's the way that goes. Corey's number one is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Okay, mine I mean, I, I, that I'll, I'll let slide for mm-hmm. Corey. Yeah, just because it's so recent and it's so fresh. Oh yeah, 
you know, I, I think that's a lot to do with his list. Yeah, maybe he needs to. My opinion, I'm half joking, half not here. Oh, I know. Uh, I think he needs to go and revisit his list and look at some of those movies that he thought very highly of that we think are stinkers. Well, my, and uh, <laughs> you know, re re look at his opinions. Yeah, re reevaluate. I, I think. I think you know maybe if he's only seen some of these movies once or twice, the freshness is what's living him off, not the quality. Well, my my number one. You'll notice that I haven't said one movie, uh, one specific movie yet, and that's because my number one is Iron Man, the movie that started it all. No, I have, I have to put it there for sentimental reasons as much as anything else. Like, we, if anything, this list proved it proved that Blade started it all. Well. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, Vulture. And no that. one said Blade, but yeah. Blade started it all. <laughs> I know. Well, okay. Yes, Im- yes, Blade did start a lot of this, but just for, again, the, the universe building that it did, and it absolutely sold me on the character of Iron Man like nothing else ever had before. I was a fan of Iron Man. I was a fan of Iron Man comics before this, but he was never a favorite character of mine. And... Iron Man made the character of Iron Man in my top five or six characters, period. Well, so, yeah, he, it brought it to life. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just just for that line, you know, you know, I'm here to tell you, talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. It has to go in my number one because we wouldn't have – we would not have my number two. We would not have my number three. We would not have my number four. We would not have my number 12, my number 11, you know, any of those movies. None of those movies would have happened without Iron Man to set the stage, to get things started. It surprised everybody when it came out. It relaunched uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s career. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it holds up. It totally holds up. And they built that movie in a cave with a box of scraps. <laughs> So yeah, that's 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 it right there. Iron Man numero uno. Alright, for me, my number one, to no one's surprise, the Dark Knight. <gasps> I'm surprised. <laughs> what can I say about this movie? The costume, a revelation. Uh finally, you know, Batman Begins was a nice Batman suit. He can move very his head. well. <laughs> uh but the revelation of, of the Dark Knight's Batman begins, just the m- the you know the it made him look a little bit sleeker he wasn't as bulky mm-hmm. but it was so menacing the yeah. cowl the abs the shoulders the gauntlets just made batman a lot more menacing in that movie yeah uh, and practical you know, and and practical <laughs> very practical yes the humor is there uh thank you uh thank you god god is a gator <laughs> If anybody did not see that about Morgan Freeman uh, this weekend, I'm very proud of that as a fellow Gator myself. I mean, he's not an alumni, but his granddaughter is, but he's showed up, so right. he counts. Cool. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Alfred, you know, Michael Caine as Alfred, um, you know, Harvey Dent. I think Harvey Dent, you know, the yeah. Aaron Eckhart's performance is one of the more understated things about this movie. Nobody talks about it. The hospital scene with him and Heath Ledger is mm-hmm. heart wrenching. It me. is, yeah, totally. It's heart wrenching. Yeah, part of me, um, it's, part of me, still wishes we had just gotten Two Face in the third movie. I do too. Yeah, I do too. But that's you know that's another day. Yeah. Oh oh well, you can say right. Oh well, yeah. because I really think they 
the way that they did Harvey Dent in this movie, I was really excited to see Two-Face. I'm glad that we got him in the capacity that we did. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it to be a third movie. I think that's a a nice wrap-up, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know how you could do Harvey Dent in the third movie, and if that's just the last of your trilogy, wrap it up with a Ra's al Ghul thing at the end as well. Yeah. I don't know how those two meet together. It's It's hard, yeah. Yeah. But... You know, and then to me, the the icing on the cake is Heath Ledger as the Joker, the best superhero movie performance ever, without a doubt. And it's been awarded that because of he because he won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, some people may say, "Well, that's only because he died," but you, there was no other performance that year that made people stand up and go, "Wow!" I agree with you. Yeah, uh, he, movies across the board. There was no other performance that year that was that good, yeah. that great, that menacing, that scary, that involved. Mm-hmm. You know, the he got so involved in that character that he got lost in it sometimes and stuff. Or, or at least that's what the reports say. Yeah, that he had trouble getting out of it afterwards. It's unfortunate that that might be why he's yeah. no longer walking this earth. But it's it's scary and it's it's a tragic loss. Yeah. But it's a it's a testament to the the man's talent, and the character. Yeah. Yep. So for me, that's that's number one. Yeah. And uh, and it should be number one on any list. Now, ten years ago, I would have said uh, X two X Men Reunited would be number one. Mm-hmm. But Dark Knight, until we get something better than that, Joker <laughs> is going to be number one for a long time for me. Ten years ago, I might have even said Spider Man two. You know, I, I, I would have said yeah, Spider Man two, X two, right yeah. up there. Yep. But. I'm going to give some of my honorable mentions real quick uh, because these were my borderline picks as to whether or not they're even could be considered superhero movies, just like we were talking about before. Edge of Tomorrow is on there, mostly because of the uh, the subject matter, um, and uh, and it could very easily be classified as you know a man doing his best to utilize his powers to save the world from alien invasion. You know, like. Come on, you, you can't get a, more of a superhero plot than that in, in, in the end. And plus, I fucking love that movie, and I, I own it on Blu-ray, and I've, I've watched it you know two or three times already. So that's Edge of Tomorrow right there. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is an honorable mention for me. Birdman is another honorable mention, uh, mostly because it's not a superhero movie in and of itself, but it, anybody who is a fan of superhero movies needs to see Birdman for what it is. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Brent, but it, when, it, when it's out on Blu-ray, I would highly suggest taking a look yeah i have not I'll, I'll seek it out then definitely and i also put limitless on my list uh which gets over i did like that movie yeah um bradley cooper is is excellent in that it's, it's almost like a really good episode of the outer limits and again whether or not you can classify it as a superhero movie is is you know up to up to debate especially because he could even be a villain in the piece if you really think about it but it, it definitely involves having super abilities, and uh, it's it's right there for me. So you got any uh, honorable mentions you want to mention? Um, I you know the things I had crossed off my list was like Batman Returns, mm-hmm. Batman Mask of Phantasm. Yeah, these are all these are all before <laughs> before yeah, Blade. Yeah, these are all before Blade. <laughs> Batman Forever. I was gonna put on there. That was actually that was like number 17 on my list originally before i was like ah fuck um (laughs) i like batman forever i love i don't like tommy lee jones but i love the riddler and Mm -hmm. i like val kilmer a lot as batman too yeah he's pretty good Um, and as bruce wayne he's a pretty good bruce wayne he is yeah um 
I still think Fantastic Four Rise of Silver Surfer is underrated. But I, it's not in my top twenty-five. Up until that Galactus Cloud, man. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I know it's 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 pretty good. Yeah. We even got the whole Cosmic Doom thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's pretty neat. I know. If 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 that movie had ended better, we probably would not have the bullshit reboot. Yeah. Um, Indiana Jones, and the uh, the fourth one, simply because he survives in a fridge. <laughs> He's got to be a superhero for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just broke me. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Dear. You know, a lot of the animated stuff is pretty good. Yeah, also um, Superman. The Doctor Strange animated movie is really oh, good. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, anybody really looking forward to Benedict Cumberbatch, I think you should seek out the animated Doctor Strange. Yeah, Bolo Tie Cumberbund the, the, would, should, should definitely watch that before he performs. <laughs> Yeah, even the Iron Man animated uh, movie where they resurrect the Mandarin in ancient China is really cool. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like yeah. that one. Yeah, I like that one. Very, um, di- very different type of Iron Man story, but uh, still, yes, still quite very, good. very different, but still good. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other animated ones. The Hellboy animated ones were very, very good. Yeah, you know, I, well. I still have to watch those. I, I think those are on Netflix. If you don't own them, I think they're nice. on. Net- one of them is on Netflix. I okay. think, or at least it was. Cool. All Star Superman, like, 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 like I said, All Star Superman is definitely yeah. on there for me. Uh, Wonder Woman's already been said, but uh, that's that's very high on my list as well. Um, Batman Year One is is worth taking a look at. Yeah, um, it's not as good as The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, what I thought was fun was the Planet Hulk animated. Oh, which reminds me, actually, you know what was really good? Hulk versus. That, that's my next one. Yeah, it's simply for, for simply for Deadpool. Yes. <laughs> for that, for the Deadpool scene, the, hey, the, the Hulk versus Wolverine is the better part of that movie. The Hulk versus Thor, not yeah. so good. Remember me? I shot you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good times, good times. All right, I think we've uh, we've 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 been talking now for what is uh, about three hours. Yeah, I think I think we're I think we're more than good and uh, enjoy uh, the upcoming year as well. Uh, here's the 2015. We will be back in 2015 with our 2014 year end wrap up. Uh, questions are to come. Uh, we'll we'll probably split that into two episodes like we did last year because we like asking a crap load of questions. <laughs> so stay tuned for that, Mr. Casina. Anything you want to share with the crowd before we wrap up? Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Kwanzaa, Grinchmas, <laughs> Krampus, uh, Festivus. Uh, what, are, what are Festivus? Yeah. Uh, whatever whatever holiday, holiday you celebrate. Whatever made up holiday you celebrate, exactly. Is there a Muslim holiday at this time of year as well? I don't remember. Uh, no, Ramadan is uh, is further up in the year now. So that's... Yeah, but Ramadan moves like Easter does well, that's all around a yeah. couple well, months. Well, the, the reason it does is because unlike Jews, they didn't create a, a, uh, a double month to keep them at the, around the same time. Which is seriously okay. what Jews did. They actually double up a month. Like instead of a leap year, we have a leap month to keep Hanukkah at this time of the year. Because you like Hanukkah at this time of the year. Huh? Well, because we don't because we don't want to fuck up all the other holidays too. Uh, that's true. Yeah, but uh, yes, everybody, please have a very happy and safe 
uh, New Year, and I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. Uh, Go here- see the interview if it's playing in a city near you, yes. just to be safe. Please do, please do. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, we're sponsored by DCBS Discount Combo Service at dcbservice.com. 50% off of Marvel and DC hardcovers and trades, 40% off of Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse, plus some specials here and there that'll be 50% off. And check out for those bundles as well to save you extra, extra money. DCBS, Discount Combo Service, dcbservice.com. We thank them for their support. Any uh, BK's Bullets wrap-up to come of 2014, perhaps? Yeah, I'm getting together with Jim uh, probably probably next week. We're going to look at the uh, Halo 5 Guardians beta. Nice. Be out. Cool. So ho- hopefully that'll be working, and we'll get to play that a little bit. And uh, So he'll be over, so I'll plan on you know, having him sit down for, for a podcast, at least for a little while, so we can talk about the year in review in video games. So. Awesome. Have you played uh, Walking Dead Season 2 yet, by the way? No, um, okay. what I'm going to do is, and so this Christmas, instead of putting a bunch of video games on my list, mm-hmm. um, I just put a Gamefly because me and a man, like, we got, well, I got the Xbox One and then I took back uh, Tomb Raider and a bunch of other 360 games mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, well, I guess Tomb Raider, I played it, it's very linear, I was done with it and there wasn't much to do with it after. Mm-hmm. So I took it back, and then Jim started talking to me about Gamefly. He was like, you know, this is not a plug for them. I haven't yeah. even tried it out, but what I'm go- what we're going to do is do that. All right. Um, 15 bucks a month, and over the year, we'll save money on buying games, and, you know, I'm not going to be losing money on trade-ins to GameStop, I right. guess is what you would say. Let me know how that so goes. So since, yeah. since they have Season 1 and Season 2 on disc on xbox one i'll be able to do that cool so i'll play wolf among us i'll be able to finish that because mm-hmm. i played the first two on 360 and then uh so i'll have to replay right whatchamacallit game of thrones will do the same way yeah when we had uh, game fly for a while uh i mean we wound up dropping it because like unlike with netflix where instead of uh like essentially if if, if they have to skip a disc uh in in netflix like if something is like too high a demand you immediately mm-hmm. get sent to the top of the list if that uh, for when that disc, that next disc is available. Mm-hmm. Game Gamefly, they'll just keep skipping it over and over again. So like, wow. yeah. So that that's what we like. Essentially, we dropped it because like we had like five things on our list. They they skipped our like top five and went to six. And oh, we, wow. yeah, so we like barely even wanted to play that game. It just happened to be there as like a just in case, and uh, it just it wasn't working for us. But hopefully, you'll have a better experience. Uh, maybe they've done uh, I mean, things since the last time. Uh, we're we're gonna try it out, so we'll see. Yeah, we let me know. See. Honestly, let me know how it goes because we we had it about a year or two back, so maybe they've improved since then. Who knows? Honestly, it's taking me so like I got the Halo thing when it came out, mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle of Halo Two. I've you know so strapped for game time right now. Yeah, so. It's not. It's going to take me a long time to burn through a game. So well, we're uh, we're one episode away from the end of uh, season two of Walking Dead. Do, do I? My question is: Do I need to replay season one on the Xbox One if I'm going to play season two there? Honestly, yes. Just because your decisions won't transfer over otherwise. Well, I know that, but do my decisions matter that much? They will for gameplay purposes. Like I mean, you could you could do without it, but I feel like you would have more of a complete gaming experience if you actually had both season one and two on the same plat on the same platform. Okay. 
I'm curious to find out how that how it works because I, I probably need to read into it because uh, the way that the Xbox and the PS4 goes is like you install the game mm-hmm. and then it's like your computer, right. you know? Yeah. So I'm wondering if I do that and then I uninstall it and then get season two later. Say I'm not full of space, but say I was. Right. Do, is my save file in the cloud? Is it locally? There's no save file management, at least that I can see on the Xbox One, like there is yeah. on the 360. You might want to look that up just to just to know for certain, because I, I honestly yeah. I don't know because I'm, I'm a PS guy. So, I mean, our all I know is that my my PlayStation stuff does actually get saved in the cloud, so that's uh, mm-hmm. not anything that I need to worry about. But this. You know, gaming segment was randomly brought to you by Gamefly, apparently, but so figure. Uh, not really. Yeah, I know. Not, we're going to try it out. Not really, but uh, maybe if uh, they're good enough, maybe we can somehow get a promotion. Who knows? The email address for Comic Timing is comictiming at gmail.com. Don't forget to check us out at Facebook at facebook.com slash comictiming so you can join in with the conversation. Just like Corey Little did, and we're sorry if we made fun of you. Uh, we, <laughs> we're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network over at comicspodcast.com and the League of Comic Book Podcasts over comicbooknoise.com slash league. Brent, have a happy new year, and I'll see you in 2015. You too, Ian. Be uh, good. All right. And as always, there's always time for comics and 25 comic book movies that Vulture got wrong. Like there's a lot of overcoming diversity in the uh, adversity in this, not diversity. Wow, that's a really bad tongue tie. That'll definitely go in the back of the episode because I'm sure as fuck not saying overcoming diversity in this fucking episode. <laughs> overcoming adversity. Uh, it's it, like it, the Sony it, hack all over again. <laughs> Good thing Rick likes you. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Gavalt. <Like> uh, <laughs> Sounds like somebody's having a visitor. Let's, 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 wait for, let's wait for that to be done. Just give me one second. Yeah, go ahead. We will pause a moment. You can't damn whippersnippers. Get off my lawn. We can edit this out in post. <laughs> of course we can. Thank you, Devin. All right. No more echo. Beautiful. Now yeah. we're set. You're, you're 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 doing a little bit of Vince B. Crackling though. Oh boy! Don't tell me that. Yeah. Uh, testing, 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 testing. Say a few words. Say a few words. Uh, it's still there, actually. Loading, loading, loading. Vamp, vamp, vamp.